welcome back to Unfiltered. Hello, hello, Ito. How is everybody doing? Um, so before we start, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Yes. So today, it's a very special day. <laughs> it's a it very special is. guest. Yes. <laughs> this, obviously, all our, our guests are special, but this one's like ultra special. If it was a cake, it would be the cherry. <laughs> It would be the stem on the cherry. <laughs> no, the whole cherry. Oh, okay. Um, so who are we talking so to? So we are talking to a gentleman who is a leader, mm-hmm. a friend, mm-hmm. a father figure, mm-hmm. and somebody that we can always run to and yeah. will give us the truth and somebody who makes us laugh and we have a good time with him always and forever. Yeah, I agree with all of that. And so we are talking today to Papa Jersey. <laughs> Mr. Jersey Pestano. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Super excited to be here. I'm glad <laughs> you made the commute yes. to my house. This is uh this used to be my neighborhood. So oh, did it? it? A lo- yeah, I brought a lot of memories. You were walking. Here, yeah. You were driving down a memory lane. Yes. <laughs> you used to go <laughs> on this game. Six. No. Oh, wait, um, you went to Gold Rush. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, I pray for Gold Rush. <laughs> I was standing my hand to the to the, to the ride as I was driving. What was here. it called then? <laughs> I, I don't think it was Gold Rush when I was uh, around here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was something else. <laughs> Gold Rush is a strip club that's by my house. Yes. On Biscayne. Yes. So, yeah. I hear you do a lot of, you know, community work there and stuff. I she do does outreaches. I do. Uh, and and n- not just that one. And also there's the one. <laughs> 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 Which actually, my GPS one time, I went to get food. And it took me to the strip club. And I'm like, what? This is where it is? They have a buffet or something? No, they had like a food truck in the bag. (laughs) And I was laughing because I'm like, wow, how do you know? (laughs) So, yeah, I worked 16 years down the street. Oh, did you? Yeah, 16 years at MacArthur Dairy. And before that, I lived like three years across the street. Where? MacArthur Dairy. In North Miami, no? It's in 68th and Northeast 2nd Avenue. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, it's still okay, there. Okay. Yeah, and I lived three years uh, across uh, in Norway Village. No, oh two years. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's like down the street. You've been yep. around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you're what? In the suburbs. I'm in Kendall. <laughs> Kendall. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where were you born? Well. Um, most people think I'm Costa Rican because I'm always talking about Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica. And there's a reason because of that. Um, there's a reason that I say I'm Costa Rican is because I was raised in Costa Rica. I was um, I was born in Cuba. And at the age of four, I moved to Costa Rica with my mom, my dad. Um, and I want to say two years later, my dad left to the U.S. Um, in hope of getting us to the U.S. and um, but yeah, I was uh, I want to say I was in Costa Rica from four to the age of fourteen. Oh, so, so you don't have any memory of no, Cuba? Absolutely none. I remember some things, you know, flashes that you know that you think of, like you know, uh, landmarks that you kind of gone, you know, with your dad or something. I remember a river that he used to take me and a park. Okay. Oh, okay. A park in the middle of the of the plaza or whatever 
And then Costa Rica was there for 10 years, uh, mostly with my mom. And um, then after 10 years, my dad was able to bring us into the U.S. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much, you know, uh, kind of my background. I came into the, the U.S. at the age of 14 and I did most of my high school uh, years here, you know, and I've been here as what? I'm 46 now. So from 14 to 46, I can't do the math right I'm now. I'm like right now, I can't. Yeah, yeah. So it's more than 20-something years. So I, I've been here for that long, you know. Um, but, yeah, I'm a Tico at heart, but, you know, born in Cuba. Okay, but once you open up your mouth, it's it's Cuban. Yes, you That's hear what comes oh, out yeah, yeah, yeah. all day. But in Spanish, I'm not, that, not, not, you know, people tell me, you know, you can't really tell I'm Cuban because I use a lot of uh, Costa Rican slang. You know, I, I use a lot of Costa Rican words and, you know, kind of like my accent is more Costa Rican than it is Cuban. Yeah, in but Spanish. in English, it's it's cunazo. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know. So, do, um, only child or do you have siblings? I don't have. Uh, I had a brother um, in Costa Rica. Um, he was my stepbrother from my stepdad and my mom. He died at the age of. He was nine when he died. He died in an accident in a public bus in Costa Rica, which is uh, something that was really hard part of my life, and it's been really hard since then. And I have my other stepbrother here in the U.S. from my dad and my stepmom. Uh, That's the one that used to come to church, right? Yes, yeah. Chris. His mm. name is Christian. He used to come to church. You know, uh, He went out to the uh, Air Force, and he just came back you know, oh, from the Air he? Force. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Um, and then I have other brothers that are, you know, kind of like half brothers mm-hmm. because, you know, they're they're not my dads, but we grew up together. So they're, oh, you know, okay. brothers. Okay. Yeah, they're older, mm-hmm. James and Chris and Christopher. Um, so from the same mom and dad, it's only you. Yes. Oh. Yes, only me. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And it's all boys. Yes, all boys. Oh, oh what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all That's the step brothers awesome. and everything is just boys. That's crazy. It's crazy. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> So how was it coming to, how was this transition coming from Costa Rica to Miami as a teenage boy? Um, I was excited because all the stories you hear about the United States, mm-hmm. you know, all the opportunities, you know, um, mostly, you know, uh, you know, uh, the American quote unquote dream. The American dream. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, they had all this technology here and uh, and the fashion and stuff like that. I remember my dad sending me Reeboks and Nikes to Costa Rica. So, you know, I, I came over here, you know, knowing that, you know, that that you could have more in Costa Rica. I was I grew up, you know, like um pretty poor mm-hmm. you know uh, my dad would send us money my mom was working in a pharmacy and you know and that you know i, I was always provided for i, re- I always had ed- everything but yeah. you know bare minimum and I, of course i didn't see a lot of the struggles because i right. was young yeah and i was uh mostly you know uh doing bad things you know oh. what, Wait, what does things? that mean well uh, <laughs> I'm like not that bad, <laughs> but uh, you know, my mom thought I was in school and I was riding my bike all the way through, you know, from you know where I lived all the way to the city in oh. San Jose, like three or four other friends. Which would be like it's like going from Kendall to South Beach in bike. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, and then we would disappear, and you know, mm-hmm. and 
that's the first time when I was little, mm-hmm. when I was 13, something like that, I used to steal the cigarettes from my uh, <laughs> stepdad's cigarettes, which, yeah. uh, you know, was horrible. So what what age did you start smoking? I was 13 or something 13? like that. Yeah, okay. 12, 13. But it, I wouldn't smoke. I was just do it, you know. It like was just yeah. curiosity? You know, to be cool. You know, it's like, okay, oh, okay. look, Jersey smokes, you know, nothing, yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. because I, not, not that I liked it or anything mm-hmm. like that. You know, um, I mean, especially like I think in third world countries, it's like, oh, there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a lot to do in Costa Rica. We, you know, one thing that you do in a in in a country like that is Mm -hmm. that there's not that much technology Mm -hmm. is uh, when you want to use when you be when you want to be creative. Yeah. That's the country to do it because there's not much. So you have to be really creative to do fun things. Right. So we used to do, you know, we used to play like, you know, uh, Rambo and stuff like that. And actually jump in rivers and go in the jungle. Yeah. You know, like like do things like that. You see a movie and then you try to mimic the movie, but in real (laughs) places and then you get in trouble or break an arm because you get in a a tree and try to jump like Rambo. I didn't, but uh, I did. I had a. I, I did have a concussion oh. from jumping. You know, because I thought twice. You, you did what? Uh, I was playing Rambo and I jumped from a tree and I thought I was <laughs> on <the sh laughs> and landed the wrong way. And then another <laughs> concussion that I had. It was in school. I slipped. You know, it was a uh, wet floor. Oh. And I, I used to play in the band. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the. Where did you play? Uh, no, like um, the, the percussion? single drum, the percussion. Yeah. Okay. And I was, you know, walking uh-huh. and I slipped. It was uh, one of the slippery floors, and I slipped. And oh I didn't shoot! Have any, so I fell on my head, <gasps> and uh, yeah. That was bad. Do you have a scar because no. of it or no? No, just know. concussion. Okay. I mean, Question. I don't know. Um, where does Jersey come from? Um, I don't know. <laughs> My mom doesn't even remember herself. She says that the name came from an American magazine in Cuba. They said Jersey's for sale, probably. It was probably New Jersey. <laughs> no, but made in New Jersey. <laughs> She's but like, the thing is, vamos a ser diferente. Ponle con la G. <laughs> but my name here. Mm. Is G E R S E Y. That's my name here. When I got in the U.S., I don't know why, but they wrote it with an E after the S before the Y. My name, my real name is G E R S Y. Jersey. So when I got oh. here, they wrote it with an E before the Y. Mm-hmm. They're like, so they meant Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Spell check. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. The auto spell check. Yeah. So my name changed when I got in the U.S. My name changed also when I got a job in Ryder. Logistics. Oh. Yeah. So now I have What a, do you call there? Now they call me. I have a middle name. I've never had a middle name. I got into Ryder and, I, and they gave me a middle name. What is it? Jersey so Rider? When I filled out <laughs> my application, when I, mm-hmm. fi- when I filled out my application, I put Jersey, middle name, I put N.A. Oh, no. And then Pestano. And whoever <laughs> went in the system, you know, and then my, e- my email put Jersey underscore N underscore Pestano. And that only applies to people that have middle names. My, my email should have been Jersey underscore Pestano, but they thought that the <laughs> N.A. was my middle name you know what? genius are you serious yes so i never corrected i left it like that i said look it looks dude cool. you, eso no, 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 no. <laughs> that's yeah, so those funny. are the people that I, we have those are the professional people we have working in corporations the oh size yeah, of people Ryder. are correcting you here yes it's bad <laughs> get to the u.s they and they correct <laughs> I, I still can't believe that really yeah. na and they N-A. put that as a yeah but n- not but applicable but they put i know but like your social nah. doesn't have an na yeah, well, I guess they thought my name was Jersey. Nah, Pestano. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. Nah. Jersey, nah. nah. 
Yeah. None. <laughs> That's horrible. That's hysterical. And I just, I'm that kind of person. I'm like, you know oh, what? Whatever. I'm a little right. It looks good. And it separates my last name from his name. My name. I've always wanted to have a middle name. Oh, well, did go. you? Like what? What was, huh? the, what was the middle name you wanted to have? I don't know. N- not nothing specific. I, just was just, I saw everybody with middle names and I'm like, why do I have one? Yeah, how come my they, mom how gave come me Jersey they didn't and then she didn't give me a middle name? She, <laughs> she said that's enough. <laughs> yeah, she said Jersey is enough. Yeah, Hersey. And I like um, I could have used my middle name and changed it. That way I avoid all the questions. How do you get your name? <laughs> no. But no, she was like. But she pronounces it Hersey? Yeah. Oh. She doesn't say Jersey. No. Hersey. Because oh. she's, she's in Costa Rica. She's in Costa Rica, yeah. Okay. How come she didn't come over here? Because of my brother, my little brother. Oh, so he was okay. born. We came over here. She couldn't bring him, of course, because, you know, mm-hmm. is uh, my stepdad's son, too. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to figure out how to do certain things, mm-hmm. even bring him to the U.S., mm-hmm. my stepdad. That didn't work out. And uh, she it was she was a baby. He mm-hmm. was a baby. So I understood that, you know, look, yeah. you're going to be with your dad. I got to go back to Costa Rica. Right. And then a couple of years after, you know, that's when we lost him. And how was your relationship with your dad? With my dad, you know, I mean, since I wasn't raised by my dad, mm-hmm. you know, I always talked to him in the phone. I always wanted to be with him. Mm-hmm. Once I got to this country, my dad was a truck driver. Okay. So he was How old were you, sorry, when 14, you... 14, 15, okay. almost crashing 15. And you hadn't seen him for how long? 10 years. 10 years? Mm-hmm. Okay. Only talked to him on the phone. On the phone, yeah. And it was really hard to talk in the phone back in the yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they would do the card, the calling cards. I think it was collect call more. You do like e- a collect yeah. thing back oh, in that it? time. Oh, okay. The collect was before the cards. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because my mom would call us. Oh, my dad. My mom and dad would call us on. They would buy the cards. They had to like scratch the back, <laughs> and they never gave you the time. But collect was pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Back then, yeah, it was yeah. pretty. I mean, so it, it still is expensive. Yes. Yes. Well, now with no, you know, now cell with phone like and cell everything. Phone, now yeah. with cell phones. Now and everybody has WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody in like. Those countries uses WhatsApp. Right, right. Yeah. And now you could do WhatsApp video, so it's mm-hmm. even better because you can yeah, see your relatives, yeah. you know, through video and stuff. But um, back then, it was really expensive, so I talked to my dad maybe once, twice a week. Okay. Oh, wow. You know, oh, yeah. that was that was yeah. pretty expensive. Well, yeah. they would pay, you know, my, grand, my grandparents had mm-hmm. a business. They were doing very well, so they would help him with a lot of the stuff because that was, it's very expensive. Yeah. Yeah, so I would call him, you know, we'll talk. Our relationship was very, like, We'll talk, and then it got to the point where I was very, as I grew up, as I mm-hmm. got older, I was very, you know, involved in soccer okay. and Costa Rica and all that stuff. So my conversation was really, re- were really quick because mm-hmm. we had to go to pay, f- pay phone, and my mind was always like, I gotta go to, I gotta go, gotta to, go practice, to practice, I gotta right. get this, I gotta. So my 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 mind wasn't there. So my relationship with my dad started uh, shifting, mm-hmm. and then when I heard that I was gonna come, I was excited. Right. Um, and. Um, yeah, when I got here, you know, he was a truck driver, so he would go back and forth in New York, you know. Oh, oh um, okay, so he was an out-of-state truck driver. Yes. Okay. And so who would you stay with? I stayed with him. With him. When no, I came but in, when he wasn't when there? when he would leave on trips? Uh, okay, so <laughs> I would stay with my my other brothers, my two younger brothers. I was the older, the oldest, so I was 15. Uh, Chris was 14, and James was 13. Mm-hmm. And... My stepmom would work in an office building, okay. but we always got private a private bus band that would take us to. I was I was going to Riviera mm-hmm. at that point, okay, and uh, in La Sahuesera, mm-hmm. right there by Westchester, yeah, and um, we would take a like a van, you mm-hmm. know, those private mm-hmm. buses, mm-hmm. and you know we would you know we would go to school like that, and uh, she would be 
we would stay home like we'll get home like around 3 30 yeah and then she'll get home like around six from work but okay. we'll be oh. home the whole time alone oh you know and you know either you get in grilled cheese and well <laughs> she or had to costing she, trouble well she had to like you know uh kind of like change jobs mm. because my brother chris you know my brother chris used to get picked on a lot Oh, okay. Yeah. And James was going to another school because he was still too little, but Chris was going to middle school with me. And my brother Chris was always getting, you know, picked on in the bus, you know, mm -hmm. uh, three times. There was an incident where the, you know, where the kid would mess around with him. And I would, mm -hmm. you know, I would like to sit down in the front mm -hmm. so I'd get out er faster. Mm -hmm. And I'm always, uh, I've always liked windows in mm -hmm. planes, cars, mm -hmm. and everything so I could look. So I would sit on the front, and my brother would sit on the last seat because he didn't want to be bothered by anybody. He was kind of like, not a nerd, but he was a quiet guy. Mm -hmm. And then like I would a loner. He was yeah, like a, a loner. loner. Yeah. So I was like, uh, he was always getting picked on, mm -hmm. you know, and then when he would strike back, he didn't know how to defend himself. So I had to be the one to intervene. Oh. So I would jump from the from from the front seat all the way to the back <laughs> and rip that guy's, you know, face <laughs> in half, and then yeah. I would be the one getting in trouble. So right. my mom had to, like, kind of, Change jobs because two bosses already didn't want to take us oh. because because my brother I will have to def you know I will right, have right, to right. fight yeah. for him and yeah. then you know that was no no this is, that's it you know the first one was two chances the second one didn't even give him another chance oh so yeah and then she had to like you know change jobs so that she yeah. could pick us up because you know there was no buses no public bus would take us to Riviera from uh, from Sweetwater uh huh. That's where I grew up, uh -huh. and then you and know the private ones just said no. Yeah, <laughs> they said no. I had a bad rep, <laughs> but it wasn't my fault, you know. Self defense. Not self defense. No, I was defending my brother, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I was opportunistic. <laughs> so how was um, was it what you expected it to be? Coming from Costa Rica. Yes, you know it was as simple as. Um, as soon as I saw the first supermarket and I saw a whole bunch of uh, Twix, Snicker bars, <laughs> and all this candy, I was like super excited. I got, I actually got um, um, poisoned by how much uh, Musketeers and Snicker bars I ate at one time. What? Like my third day being here, they had to go take me to the hospital because I ate so much candy. Because <laughs> in Costa Rica, chocolitos and mm, then, you uh -huh. know, like very limited candy bars over here uh, i you know, i don't remember how much i ate but i remember eating who bought it uh my dad you know wanted to give me Was, whatever did you I come wanted. around halloween no i no, went to a supermarket and i buy like you know like i don't know how many bars my dad my dad gave me like 20 dollars he goes mm -hmm. oh, buy whatever you want and it was between you know coke and a whole bunch of candy bars and i, I was <laughs> such a sugar rush yeah i had you know, I don't remember. I, was, I, I had like three Musketeer bars. I had like uh, uh, sneakers. I had like four sneakers and two uh, Kit Kats. And I was just eating, you know, that same day I ate a whole bunch of candy. I was young. I was like, you know, yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. coming in yeah, here. Yeah, and like I was I'm excited. Ready. Oh, my God, this day is so good. And I got so <laughs> messed up. I don't eat that much candy bars now because of that. Oh. Because I got so po food poisoned. So you're paragado. not the ghost in the house? <laughs> no. <laughs> I eat, I like all the other sweets. <laughs> Can we talk about the ghost in the house? Oh, my God, yes. Who's the ghost in the house? Yes. I, I, yes. I'm the, uh, Arlene says that there's a ghost in her house yeah, that, that eats, eats all the sweets. All the sweets. I like sweets. <laughs> and I, I got to admit that sometimes I eat some, but some of the stuff that she says I eat, I don't really care for. You know, but I think she sleeps, walks, and then she eats <laughs> the stuff too. So no, Arlene will defend her point. No, but the but there's people that come to the house throughout the week. 
you know, before when Philip and Lauren were there, but it's like, you know, it's like <laughs> only me. I'm the only one that eats this. Arlene's stuff. making faces in the back. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay, so you you go through that. You, you finish high school. Mm-hmm. Did you, you graduate? You graduated? No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't. I got into, um, I got into a lot of a lot of trouble in high school, mm. and you know, I got involved in gangs. Oh, uh, you did? Yeah. I was in a gang called TNS. Okay. And, what, what, you know, you, what was your role? Can you talk about it? My my what? Your what was role, your role in, the, in the gang? Just beat people up. You be you be a pawn. Pick. It's the stupidest things. It's it's, it's it's not like a like we weren't like a we weren't dealing drugs. Mm-hmm. We weren't. It was just on those on those dates. You know, uh, it was a IMP. There's a gang that I'm not gonna say the name because it's it's a real so bad name. F killers. Oh. F U C K killers. It's uh, something like F-U-C-K-E-R. that. If you, if you spell it, it's the same thing as saying it. So why? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to put wow. it together. <laughs> so I'm a Christian. It I was TNS. It was IMPs. That gang. It mm-hmm. was um. There was a whole bunch of you know gangs at did that time. Did you get beat up to um? Initiation how did you? How did you? Yeah. How did you get into it? Well, ten pe- you, s- you you need to fight ten people at the same time. Oh. And chances of winning are none. Yeah, but how did you get involved? Yeah. Oh, I just started hanging around with the wrong crowd mm-hmm. and made friends with a guy and then met everybody else. And before okay. you know it, you're in it. Yeah. But, you know, I I was in a gang for maybe, I want to say more than three, four months. And then oh, I know okay. this. Then I said, mm, this is not for me. I Even I said, you know, this is kind of stupid. What am I doing? So I got in the gang. We used to go and pretty much pick fights with other gangs. Okay. That's that's gangs back in the in day. In the school. In the school or Outside. at a shopping in, in center. The block. Like, like oh. IMPs used to hang out at. Um, oh, so you know where they hang out and so you just yeah. go on purpose. TNS okay. used to hang out right across the street from FIU at oh, the plaza okay. where Danny yeah, yeah, Bear yeah. is. Mm-hmm. They used to be have a movie theater and all this stuff mm-hmm. there. Um, the IMPs hanged out at Town and Country, so we used oh to yeah. go to Town and Country pick fights, and then you know all the other gangs had different. Another gang hanged out on uh, Nicaraguan gang hanged out in the uh, America, uh, Mall of America. <laughs> 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 Bro, have you been Lomonimbo. to Mall of the Americas lately? Yeah, it is disgusting. No, no, no. Yeah, it story. looks like okay. It looks like a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> no joke. And you're like walking and you're like, oh, my God, a zombie might pop out of the fountain that's dead and there's yeah. no water in it. It's gross. Yeah, there's it's no bad. water in the water fountain. No, it looks mm, deserted. No, they are, they, they, those are malls that are going out of business quicker than. Those are plazas now. I yeah. think that the only reason why the mall is open is because the DMV opened an office there. Not, not, oh, did not, they? Oh, yeah. That's oh, one I of the largest. Yeah. yeah, because the DMV used to be on 7th in the Kmart Plaza. Yep. Yes. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's four months. I'm out. I de- you know, and the funny thing is that I never got arrested while I was in the gang. I never got arrested. You know, I was go getting, you know, go fight other people, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then I s- one day we were driving after going to um, Tenant Country to pick a fight mm-hmm. with the IMP. And a car pulled over next to us, started shooting at the car. Oh. Yeah. And I freaked out. <laughs> and this is so a true story. So you shooting at your car? Yeah. And, but the thing is that, we all ducked, you know, and drove fast, and they kept on shooting. And then, but the thing is that I didn't hear anything hit the car, and they were next to us. 
So when we get to the place, we look at the car. There's no bullet holes. There's nothing. So I'm pretty sure it was a blanks. It, blanks. it was oh, a, a gun wow. with blanks. They just wanted to scare us up. Yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah, have yeah. the guts to sh- really shoot a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, you know what? That was for me. That was a. Hey, this is a. This is this. This is I, my out. This is my out. Yeah, if it would have been a ri- real gun, I could have been dead. Yeah. And it was scary, even though it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it knew was a blanks, it was blanks. Yeah, yeah. It's a wake up call. Yeah. So I said, forget it. And the funny thing is that I never got arrested. I got out of the gang. And three weeks later, I brought up a, 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 a fight breaks out at a school, uh-huh. a Braddock, where I went to high school. It breaks out. Oh, you and went I'm to Braddock? Went, yes. Okay, okay. So I'm walking. I'm actually buying something from the from the vending machine. <laughs> and the fight breaks out. And I get arrested. <laughs> You're like, I was just buying sneakers. <laughs> no, not sneakers. I was... Uh, Musketeers. Anyway, not even... <laughs> So, uh, you know, so I get, they put me in the paddy wagon. They take me to jail because my <laughs> f- my picture was part of related to TNS, oh. the gang. So oh. I, they had a picture of me and <laughs> I, di- I wasn't even in the gang anymore. I wasn't they had a picture of you and you didn't even. No, I didn't even know. I was, you know, th- I guess the police keeps tracks of yeah. different of people. Who that, yeah, who goods added. Exactly. They arrest somebody. They want names of, you know, who's in the gang so they keep track. Mm. And I wasn't even, you know. Wait, so when you moved here and you start high school and all of that, you didn't play soccer when you got soccer here? Soccer was non-existent, almost non-existent in Florida. Or, oh, or okay, U.S. Okay. was very... Yeah. So football was something I pursued, you know. Oh, did you? Yeah, football. I pursued football, but, you know, Braddock had the worst teams. So Braddock had, picture this, Cubans, Nicaraguans, and Colombians playing football. <laughs> They're trying to kick each other. <laughs> no, it's and and what they play, it's soccer and yeah. baseball. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They're so trying to kick each other into playing yeah. football. Because because like, West Kendo no, has always been. No, you can't do that. So West Kendo has always been Colombians, Venezuelans, mm. um, even some Brazilians. Mm. But at that time, it was mostly Colombians. Then I lived in Sweetwater, so imagine it was Nicaraguans and Cubans living in Sweetwater, and I would drive all the way to. I mean, and we would take a bus mm. all the way to Braddock. Mm. And I, again, it was Colombians, Cubans, and Nicaraguans playing football. So, <laughs> you we. So how long did you last in the team? Did you play all the way through high school till you got kicked no, out? No, I got kicked out on uh, tenth grade, and that's the reason. That's when things went downhill. Oh. Because I was really excited about football, but I had yeah. a bad temper. Oh. So you Do know. Do you still have a bad temper? I had a bad temper, and the coach <laughs> told me something. He, okay, I was gonna say he's avoiding the question. Yeah. Why are you avoiding the question? What? You have so a bad temper now. I don't think so. I think I, I do, but I could control it very well. Okay. Yeah, I've grown out of that because that got me in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Growing up, you know, I uh, I tend to lose my temper very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, so football I, was not good. I threw my helmet <laughs> at the coach. <laughs> Why? You know, what did he do to you? That you he grabbed that? me by the mask and he started cursing at me. Right, about like they typically do. Like they yeah. typically do. So. Mm-hmm. But again, I play soccer and right, coaches right, right. never. Soccer, didn't so that. I thought that he, you know, so I just took out my helmet and I saw it. I saw that he would do it to everybody. So it's yeah. not that he was picking on right, me. Right, 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 right. So he turned around and as soon as he turned around, threw my helmet. I didn't mean to hit him in the head. <laughs> no, I, I just you never do. You just wanted to scare him. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was banned from any sports. I couldn't play sports <laughs> in high school. They Let's told me. No. Not even wrestling. Nothing. Nothing. You know, no, once wrestling's you worse. That, well, that's assault. I mean, but it's a. Uh, Get the energy out. In okay, some way. but he saw people. But yeah. imagine if I, Coach, you know, I sh- yeah. if, if if I was if I was doing if I was in a wrestling match it's and I got so mad he, that I yeah, choked the guy to death. He couldn't. He couldn't. Oh, yeah, he couldn't no. play contact sports. Yeah, no, nothing not like that. Contact. Yeah, I don't even think they were gonna let me play chess. 
<laughs> I, I was gonna say, would they even let him do that? Yeah, I like, was banned no. for any uh, anything that had to do with so sports. So when school. that happened, that's that when you joined the gang. Uh, no, no, not not right after. It was little by little where I started, you know, hanging out with the right. But because yeah. you weren't in that, because I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. The, yeah, exactly. You have to keep me involved in something. If not, you know, I yeah. get very curious about certain things. Yeah, you go so, rogue. Huh? <laughs> you go rogue. <laughs> Rogue? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you get out. So you get kicked out of high school. because uh, No, I get kicked out of uh, sports. No, but then you got kicked out of high school. No, because I didn't of get no, out. He I got, got arrested. Out. Because you got arrested. You guys are getting out ahead of yourselves. Oh. You guys are trying to make my story, you know. No, I'm trying <laughs> you know, to. This is like, what, you know, you guys are, you know. Like <laughs> We're hyping it up. Are you setting me up? <laughs> no. <laughs> We're Gordy La Flaca. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I got kicked out of sports. Mm-hmm. I got banned. I couldn't play sports because, you know, it's considered, it's, it was it's almost, I could have gotten arrested, you know, right. or gotten a record, but, you know, the coach decided not to press charges. You yeah. Know, I, I apologize. I didn't, I really didn't mean to hit him. I just threw my helmet and I wanted and to. And he was him. in the middle. No, <laughs> I, I threw it towards him, but I didn't mean to hit him in the head. And yeah. I hit him. I just, I reached too high, I guess. <laughs> and um, then I got kicked out of sports i couldn't play any sports in high school then that's when i got i started hanging out with the wrong people okay and through that it's when i started to lose interest in high school that's when Mm. i started getting bad grades okay though i had a really hard time getting good grades in high school Mm -hmm. because you know again i just got in here two years prior to my high school days my english wasn't i did my comprehension yeah okay so I didn't comprehend a lot of things. So it was hard, you know, and I wasn't a good student. Mm-hmm. So imagine not a good student and trying to learn English and trying to learn certain things, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's when I started losing interest. You know, I was introduced to gangs. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, this is cool, whatever, you know. Then I got out. Then I started to work. I got out of gangs. I started to work in extra. Question. What happened when you got arrested? Mm, they just took us. No, it was since I was a minor. They just took us to the to the police station holding cells mm-hmm. where the parents had to come and get the kids. Oh. It, wasn't a, it wasn't say? a hard court. Huh? What did yeah. your dad say? Well, does your d- at this point, does my your mom da- is the one that, uh, my stepmom is the one that picked me up. And what did she say? Uh, she was upset, but you know, but she knew talking to me wasn't going to take, you know, it wasn't going to, because I was, although I respected her, she knew that talking to me wasn't, you know, no. uh, she, I wouldn't listen to her, mm-hmm. you know, and she knew it. And, and that she was a nice lady and, you know, and all, but, you know, she had a hard time with me as well. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, I just got picked up. It was a, a police station jail. It wasn't hardcore or anything like that. Oh, so you didn't go to juvie? No, no, no. no. Actually, <laughs> gang, <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> Wait. There's a backstory to the backstory. I went to Robert Morgan as a second. Oh, how many schools I mean, did yeah. you go to? In well, like a span while I was of in like Braddock. I will go. I will go to first period, you know, homeroom and all the stuff. Mm. Um, and I think it was uh, before lunch. I would take a bus to Robert Morgan mm-hmm. uh, f- as a program to help help me improve, you know, and stuff like that. Because I was, it's kind of, it was a program that they had back in the day mm. to help, you know, kids, you know, like a uh, second school opportunity. Okay. Like a vocational thing, like you know, like to succeed. To me, it's like you know, this guy's not gonna go to college. Let's send him to a mechanic school or something like oh, that. Oh, like ah, a trade okay. school. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, Robert Morgan was more like a trade school, like oh, a vocational okay, school okay, and okay, stuff okay. like that. So they would send us over there, and you know, yeah. there, you know, I was, I would get there, get down the bus, and then I would pass the class and keep going to the forest. 
you know oh. I, I was um, you know I had bad attendance they just said that <laughs> so it's he I was, was a bad, girl yeah. but never showed up <laughs> so I went to I went to I started working at extra okay you know uh we went I went back to Braddock full-time instead of going to the gas I said, I don't know it's not for me so it brought me I started working in extra I started making some money so I said you know yeah. I told my dad I said I'm not going back to school I'm dropping out Okay. You know, I'm gonna start working, and my dad goes, "If that's what you want to do, you're gonna you're gonna suffer in life. You know, y- you're gonna have a hard time in life because you know, uh, if you don't go to school in this country, you have to you know work yeah. two to three jobs to make it. You know, so I was fortunate enough that I, you know, my dad taught me how to drive tractor trailers, mm-hmm. and then through that, I started getting experience. You know. Uh, driving trucks and then got a local job with MacArthur. Okay. And then, you know, I was involved a lot with the managers. I, you know, I'm the kind of person that I get to know you and yeah. I want to be involved and I want to learn about certain things. And they saw that I was, you know, that I had an interest in the business mm-hmm. and then they poured into me. I got, you know, um, they saw that I was good at logistics. They okay. put me in the dispatch office. They offered me. Uh, dispatcher's job. They offered me supervisor. And I didn't how want old to. are you at this point? Huh? How old are you at this point? I was. I started McCarthy when I was twenty. I want to say twenty six. Twenty five, twenty six. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I was young. I, I I ended up being in the road for two years only. Oh, okay. Because I was uh, going to California every week, oh, driving really? to California. Oh, at so 21. you started as a truck. Then. That's why as sometimes I say, you know, youth nowadays. You know, it's so different. They don't mm-hmm. know the struggle. No, no they no, don't. It's not that they don't know the struggle. I think they do, but they don't. They don't realize, you know, how much things have changed. Because at the age of twenty-one, I was driving a truck. Yeah. To California by myself. Uh, no, I think they're a little fancy. Like the whole thought of like being a truck driver just because you have to pay the bills and stuff. It's not a thought that they think about. Yeah, I. But I saw more young people my age. Do it back in the day. No, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like back in the day, yeah. like, hey, you got to go to work. You got to provide however that looks like. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Nowadays, it's like, oh, no, I'm not going to take that job. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I then I started to, you know, gain experience. And mm-hmm. then I had an opportunity. I had I, I, w- I could have been a dispatcher. I could have been a supervisor. But th- what I was making in MacArthur as a driver mm-hmm. was a lot more then oh. was supervisor and dispatcher. Then when I got the opportunity to become a manager, mm-hmm. I think I was already with Arlene. Okay. Um, I took it. And Wait, so, because I, I know that you were a personal trainer. Yeah. So where does that happen? Okay, that happens in my previous life. That, you know, I was married for... No, pero espérate. But yeah, because I'm you're skipping. There's like gaps. There's you're, so many you're gaps You're saying right previous now. life, pero... You're we like left in high school. Yeah, okay. we left. You okay. left high school. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like, how did you get over there? <laughs> He's like, previous life, perate. <laughs> so after high school, you know, uh-huh. I get, I, you know, r- right on, wh- while I was in high school, I was working at, in a supermarket called Extra. Okay. And in Extra, you know, I was a stock boy, mm-hmm. produce, and I started making money. So that's when I decided I'm going to quit school and I'm going to just work. Mm-hmm. And then my dad said, you're going to, you know, you're going to have our time. Mm-hmm. So in, in Extra, I was there for a couple of years. Then after that, my you know I, I had other jobs. Mm-hmm. You know I worked in a tow truck company. I worked in different places. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my dad decided to you know hey you wanna you want to make some money better money than what you're making now, learn how to drive a truck. I'll help you. He taught me to drive a truck. Okay. He would he would let me drive his truck. You know to different places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, at the age of 20, I flipped over my first tractor trailer <laughs> in Armand Beach. Imagine you were skipping all this. I know. So I was driving. My dad sent me with one of his drivers mm-hmm. to New York 
to make a produce delivery. Okay. No, not a produce delivery. It was actually a tomato sauce delivery. Oh. Because I remember all the tomato sauce freaking <laughs> spilling over the freaking uh, highway. Oh, no. Yeah. So that guy's, you know, my dad told him, if you want to let him drive, he knows how to drive really good. But if he's going to get off anywhere, you need to be next to him so that way you can see what he's doing. If not, just let him drive straight. Okay. 95, yeah. you know, all the way to New York. I could drive in any straight, you know, areas, whatever. But you weren't acquainted with the turns. So he told me, get off in Armand Beach, okay. which is in Daytona. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, we're going to take a break there. He goes, you feel comfortable getting off the exit? I says, absolutely, no problem. <laughs> so it was really foggy that day. There was a lot of fog in the, in the highway. Yeah. And I saw the exit. And when I get off the exit, most of the exits in Florida, they're really long. And uh -huh. then they start curving. Yeah. yeah. Well, this one wasn't long. This <laughs> one was just curved. Oh, God. So <laughs> when I got off and I and I got closer to the, the, the actual ramp. Yeah. I saw, okay, the road is done here and it curves. And I was going 50. <gasps> so I started pumping the brakes, pumping the brakes, and then cutting to the right. Oh. The trailer started going into the grass, and then the trailer pulled me and then flipped me over. Oh. And um, yeah, and the driver had to be taken to the to the, oh, <laughs> no. the hospital. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you didn't have a license for that? No, you didn't get in I trouble. Was 20. So no, so the driver he said, said it was him. that he did that it? he was driving. Yeah, oh, he was able my. to. You know, he kind of like. Uh, pulled his neck or something like that mm -hmm. and we had to take him to the hospital because he was like in real bad pain mm -hmm. but you know he we kicked the glass out people stopped and everything we kicked the glass or the front glass because the truck was laying on his mm -hmm. side and that's when we got out and then he said that he was the one driving and he was sleepy and he was he was getting off hitting it was foggy and then you know he oh lost control my. So, how did yeah. you feel the whole trailer was oh no it was horrible my second, you know, that that was my first uh, bad track. How many? <laughs> How many yeah, did you I do? I had two major, yeah, two major accidents in a tractor trailer. That the second was coming back from California. I was already licensed. I was by myself, but I fell asleep, <gasps> and you know, I ended up, you know, traveling about almost a quarter of a mile in the swamps. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's oh crazy. no! So the road. Kurt left. Uh -huh. I, I I made a new road straight. <laughs> he said, "I keep I going. Went, I will make a way." <laughs> yeah. So. And, yeah. But you were sleeping. I was. Yeah, I was. I closed my eyes for like know. a second, and then boom. No, not a second. No, I I actually travel <laughs> half of that quarter of a mile with my eyes closed because when I opened my eyes, I was already deep in the swamps. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Uh, was the tr the truck you were coming back so it was empty from California? Or? No, it was it was loaded with the uh, oranges, uh maple orange and I think it was grapes. <gasps> yeah. And nothing happened to the load. No. What nothing. happened? Absolutely nothing. I just went into the into the thing. They had to pull, pull you me, out with pull me out, but they couldn't pull me out cuz it was dig, you know, uh the truck digged into the mud so yeah, part yeah, yeah. that they had to bring um like divers. those really big, yeah. They had to bring divers to put belts and to then be able have to pull it out. And then oh shoot! Crank the the trailer uh -huh, up uh -huh. and then pull the truck. That now when the trailer was off, then they could pull the truck with the chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> yeah. That's a big production. Oh, yeah, wow. that was a thirty thousand dollar production. So who has to pay for that? <laughs> Insurance. Oh okay. Yeah. So that say. happens. Would like what typically happens? Like you call nine one one or. Or you um, call the company and they hired the tow truck and send it or you call nine one one or somebody everybody that was in the road that saw me going there, I 
pretty sure that 911 had 3,000 calls from the same freaking accident. Oh, so yeah. Crazy. But after after that Daytona, you know, accident, mm-hmm. I never drove again until the age of 21, mm-hmm. and I started driving to California. I had three trips with a co-driver. After that, I was by myself, you know. And then that's when I got my experience. You know, I drove through two years, mm-hmm. you know, over the road. Mm-hmm. Then. I went back to, you know, being not local, but my dad opened a, like a potato packing house. Okay. Yeah. And I started working there. And after that, uh, you know, the business went down and he was going to start doing trucks again. But I said, I don't want to go over the road. And that's how I started, I started to apply, you know, in places locally. That you do local. Okay. Yeah. And then MacArthur w- gave me the opportunity and that's, that's where everything took off. Wait, but you become a trainer. I'm missing this yeah, piece. Yeah. Where's the okay. trainer part? The trainer happened while I was... Working in MacArthur. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. You're already in MacArthur. So yeah. you moved to MacArthur. I was in MacArthur. Okay. And like MacArthur, the first time you start working with them, or you've worked with them this whole 16 time? years straight. I, I oh, worked, okay, you know, okay. I worked uh, in MacArthur for 16 years straight. But as I was a driver before mm-hmm. I became a manager, um, I met Alex, you know, who used to be my best friend. He mm-hmm. was a physical therapist because I got injured in MacArthur. Okay. And I went out to to his clinic okay. to do the therapy mm-hmm. and uh, we just hit it off and then you know he used to be into working out I was super skinny I wanted to you know gain muscle and mm-hmm. this and that mm-hmm. he was the one that taught me how to work out he was the one that you know uh, suggested the you know the en- enhancement uh, the enhancements <laughs> Um, you know, <laughs> illegal uh, muscle, illegal muscles, yeah, water retention muscles. So, anyway, he, he introduced me, <laughs> yes, he introduced me to a lot of stuff, you know, uh, uh, to help me, you know, get a little, you know, bigger, mm-hmm. you know, gain some mass and stuff like that. And he's the one that taught me how to work out. Okay. And he uh, he saw that I liked it a lot, and you know I wanted to make some money on the side. He told me, "Why don't you become a personal trainer?" Okay. So he gave me the link to a um, online, mm-hmm. you know, school mm-hmm. that you know. I mean, when I got the book, it was there's anatomy and everything. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. It's so okay. he's he had to teach me, you know. He was the one that helped me because I hate reading. Uh-huh. So he's the one that taught me a lot of the things about the body and this and that. So okay, then when okay. the questions came up, uh-huh. I already know he knew how to answer them because he was the one that was helping me with that. Okay. That's good. Um, so that's when I became a personal trainer. And then the way I started is he had, tr- he had clients, okay. you know, that would come to the clinic to do therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was two ladies there that used to go to therapy and they were looking, you know, to lose weight. They wanted a trainer and he would recommend it. He, hey, oh, I got a friend that, that's a personal trainer. Oh, okay, you know, nice. And I started to do it that way, you know. One of them was actually the the wife of the major for Hialeah back in the day, you know. Oh. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It was a good experience. I was able, to, you know, I would I would so go to their house. So you would just do part time. Yes, I would oh, do part time. Okay, okay, okay. I would I actually go to their I would go to their houses or the gyms. Okay, okay. Like okay. the major, I would go to his house. One wing of the house was uh, one on one side of the house was like a full gym, gym. a full gym, okay. you know. So it was you know great. Yeah. Um. And after that, you know, uh, that was when I was with my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And after I got divorced, you know, I stopped doing that personal training thing. Okay. I started to, you know, go out, you know. And uh, partying. Actually, I wasn't a drinker. I used to not drink at all. And y- did you smoke cigarettes? Mm, I smoked cigarettes. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, but I, I wasn't a drinker. So when did you pick up the habit? Because you said 
uh, when you were Over in the road. Costa Rica. Oh, okay, okay, okay. When I started driving trucks, you mm. know, it was something that That's would keep me. Yeah, it would keep me busy, kind mm-hmm. of entertained. It would, you know, it feels sleepy. I would smoke a cigarette. It woke me up. Yeah. Um, I would think it would mellow, mellow, mellow you out. No, it would. It would keep me because it would keep me busy. Yeah, you oh, have to be okay. stuff. Puffing. Yeah. yeah, puffing and stuff like that. But it was bad because you know. Cigarette no, will no. go fast, you yeah, know, yeah, before yeah. you know it, you're smoking a pack a, a day. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, then after, you know, after, after when I started to go, you know, out, mm-hmm. that's when I started to pick up drinking, you know, I would go to clubs and drink. So even though you were a personal trainer, you were still smoking or you kind of left it a little bit. And I was more like a social smoker. Okay. 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 You know, at that point I wasn't smoking that much. Mm-hmm. It will, it would be like when I would go. Out you know, and party. Yeah, out and party. Okay. Uh, and and yeah, to your point, I think I wasn't that smoking as much because I wouldn't go out. Oh, My life okay, was, okay. you know, MacArthur, personal training, home MacArthur because I didn't okay, have that yeah. much. I would work, literally ten hours, eleven hours yeah, at work, yeah. and I would mm-hmm. work. You know, I would do my personal training um, Monday, Wednesday, because Wednesday was my day off because mm-hmm. I worked Saturdays mm-hmm. and then Sunday. I will have a, a couple of days of the week that I will train people. Okay. And then uh, sa- uh, Saturday afternoon and sometimes Sundays. Okay. And uh, was very busy. Yeah. <laughs> I had clients. Well, I had like only five clients. And during that stage, you were married or not married? Yes, I was. Oh. I, stopped pers- uh, I stopped doing personal training after I got divorced. Oh, okay. okay. So how, did, fix- how did you manage your time? Yeah. She worked at night. She worked at, at the mall. So I, you know, I wasn't, you know, while I was working in the day, she was, mm-hmm. at, she was at home and well, you know, then when I come home, she will be at work. So, oh, so you guys you know, never kind of saw each other. each other then? No. Yeah, we did. We did during the weekends. And remember I didn't work on Wednesday, so we would spend the whole day. Oh, Wednesday. Okay, okay. And most of my clients, my clients were, um, from four in the afternoon till about seven or eight. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then I would go home and sleep because I had to be at work four or five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love doing that. I love doing personal training. I love helping people. And mm-hmm. I was making really good money. Personal training back in the day was, you know, one hour is a hundred, hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. If you had the right clientele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I had. Um, I had three old ladies in um, older ladies <laughs> I was gonna s- <laughs> in um in aventura okay and i would go to their apartment and okay. train them okay um i had uh, a lawyer mm-hmm. that, that was by the airport also and i had um, another girl that was also by aventura um and i was you know that those would be my my only clients and mm-hmm. if i lose a client that's that's the that's the that's after you know my first clients which would be from the clinic you know that I would go to their house and stuff like that. Yeah. But my last clients were the ones that were very that that would you know pay me well. Oh, okay. You know, because okay. I would you know they would be trained at their place and stuff like that, and it was mm-hmm. I was making easily a hundred dollars an hour. I was make I was taking home about fifteen hundred dollars a week just in personal training. Oh, oh wow. That's and good. it was cash. So oh, yeah, that's clean. I was making out really yeah. well. Yeah. But that was part of my divorce. Oh, you okay. Know. So then you get divorced and you start partying. Mm-hmm. So what time do you meet Arlene? Oh, between that, that period. Yeah, because I have questions about <laughs> that. <laughs> that was about a. Y- so I you get divorced and then you start partying. I get divorced and start going out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, div- you know, like uh, ladies' night. Yeah. You know, like you know, social events and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And 
I think it was a year into it okay. that I met her because I, you know, I, it wasn't long between, you know, my divorce and meeting Arlene. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So, so okay. you meet her, what, what like, who is Arlene? Set us, set us the scenario. <laughs> how does, how does that happen? Uh, where were you? Who, <laughs> what, where, and why? We were at a nightclub. Uh-huh. And, uh, I saw Arlene and, you know, I went, you know, I went to talk to her. I went to dance with her. And uh, the first thing she told me, because I was a social smoker, mm -hmm. she pointed at a cigarette and she said, like, no. So I threw away the cigarette and mm -hmm. I said, okay. So then that's when we met. And you we said, ven pa' <laughs> Mommy. Hey, chao, pa' She's motioning, no. Yeah, yeah. She's, no, hey, chao, pa' And she was like, hey, chao, pa' So, yeah, I met her at the nightclub that uh -huh. night. Um, that was the first time you ever seen her. Yeah, that's the first time we met. And so was it like love at first sight? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was love at first sight she with every she girl. Came here. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the point of my my life that uh, you know I wasn't a, I wasn't I really wasn't going out to hook up, mm. but you know. It if it happens, happens. it'll kind of happen and, you know, whatever. And that night I met Arlene and she was different. She was just different than all the other girls mm. uh, that I met. I mean, she was more mature. She had kids and, mm. you know. But you didn't know this while no. you were dancing with her. No, no, no. And she lied about her age. Oh. Oh. She's saying no. <laughs> <laughs> How old did she tell you? No, she no. She, she, I knew she was older than me, but she put one year uh, less, you know, so that we could be 10 even. And then she goes, I never said that. And I said, yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. So you asked her to go out to dance? No. So, yeah, we're dancing. No, I didn't ask her to dance. You we just, just started you dancing. Just yeah, we just up? Started, yeah, we just started. I, I never asked a girl. Like, I, I you don't, did I don't, the, yes. I, don't, we know. I think guys that ask girls, do you want to dance? You know, it's kind They of like, don't. Yeah. Not in Miami. In yeah. Miami, they just start, like, grumping you from the back. And you're no. like, what is happening? I think no, about I swear door, to God, God that's happened out. to me. She would like, what the hell? So how did you approach her? No, I just, you know. I you were just dancing around her? He was doing the peacock dance. Look at this. He was doing the peacock dance. He's Look, like, at, Look my at my guns. Leather. Look at my guns. <laughs> we were just dancing, you know, like uh, as a group, you know, some of the guys, mm. there were some girls there, this and that. And then I approached them and I think, you know, I don't think Arlene wanted to dance with me. But then the other friend that was with her, her name was Michelle. She tried to dance with me and Arlene goes, heck no. And then she <laughs> says, uh, then, you know, kind of her friend kind of provoked her to, oh, you know, dance with me. Dance, yeah. Yeah. Because I think her friends were saying, hey, he wants to dance with you, dance with him. And she was like, no, no, no. And then her friend jumped in and then she was like, you know, it's one of okay, those friends fine. that, yeah. And that's when we, you, you know, know, I don't know, it just loosey happened. Goosey Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you dance, y que pasó? No, we danced, you know, that's that day we met and we danced. And then she, we didn't, I don't think we were there for long. And then she goes, I got to leave. I'm going, I'm leaving already. Mm -hmm. I'm going with my friends to Versailles. And, you know, to be honest with you, uh, you you're going to think I'm crazy, but I didn't know what Versailles was. Mm. So I thought it was time. I didn't know what Versailles was, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And I said, you thought it was another club or I something? I said, where's that club at? <laughs> <laughs> because our, our the way we did it is we will go to a nightclub in mm -hmm. South Beach and then we'll, f they will close out the club mm -hmm. or even before they closed out, we will go to a space and we'll yeah. be there the rest of the night. So I thought she was question, where Motito question. was. <laughs> did you ever see Motito in space? <gasps> no I don't uh, listen by the time I would get to space back in the day BC before Christ I don't remember anything <laughs> so 
<laughs> I'm not even going to remember. You know, I don't remember. So at this point in your life, you don't know God. Like God no. is not part of life. That's no. not something you grew up with. No, no. Uh, yeah, I was Catholic. I did okay. my, you know, my first communion. Mm-hmm. I was in Monaguillo. You know, what in is Costa a Rica. Uh, the little um, altar boy. Altar boy. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. I was an altar boy uh, in Costa Rica mm-hmm. because my uh, my godfather's mom, you know, they were big into Catholic Church mm-hmm. and they would go to, uh, uh, ¿cómo se llama? They would go to la misa mm-hmm. to the mass every Sunday. So mm-hmm. and they would, you know, my godparents' kids would mm-hmm. always go, okay. you know, to misa and you know. That's how I, you know, that's what I knew about so religion. So God is over there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I knew about religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, I would go to church on Sundays because they would take me to church. Not because I would, I want to go to church, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um. Wait, our report is saying that your yeah, ex-wife so was Christian. Yeah, so our sources. <laughs> yes. <laughs> our sources that are saying true. your ex-wife used to but be she Christian. Was Brazilian. And she the, was Brazilian. These, these sources are coming in. <laughs> Yes, she was a Christian. She was Brazilian. <laughs> wow. I'm and I like, took her out of her Christianity. Oh, wait, wait, wait. what? Yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so you, okay, let's go back. <laughs> so you're married. How did you meet her? Who? Your, Your ex-wife. My first wife. Mm. Uh, was in the, I was driving trucks. Mm. And uh, every... I want to say every Friday night or mm-hmm. Saturday night we'll go to catch uh, catch of the day. What is that? That's in Lejeune. Yeah, that's um. So by where the Ocean Bank movie theater is at. Okay. It's a restaurant that makes okay, corner. Okay, so in that main main corner. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I met her. I met her mom. Mm-hmm. She was a manager, bar- bartender there, and I used to talk to her all the time. All mm-hmm. the time, we sit down, talk, 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 talk. Because her mom was, you know, her mom was pretty hot. Oh, okay, wait. <laughs> oh. So I, I'm sensing you like cougars here. So, él quería con la suegra. Sí, él quería la suegra. Y le salió la hija. <laughs> For the first time, that was my intention. You're like, but no. sí, sí, me gusta but la muela was, de la suegra. So I met, I met her. I met her because... I, I, I met her because I liked this other girl that used to work there. That was wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. So now there's like, like two. three. There's like three people hold on, hold on. now. So I met her because I used to you like this You met Venezuela. la suegra. La suegra. Uh-huh. Because she had a, uh, there was a, a waiter, mm-hmm. a waitress mm-hmm. that, you know, that was Venezuelan that I liked. Okay. thought she was pretty. Mm-hmm. And I would go all the time and, you know, I would sit in the bar and I would talk to her, mm-hmm. to the mom. Okay, la suegra. La suegra, right. Uh-huh. And this girl was, you know, I went out with her, whatever. But the first time we went out, it was like, you know, this girl's a gold digger. And then oh. she all she wanted was money. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't have that much money. And, this yeah, and, yeah, that. Yeah. and she dated the the owner's son from the restaurant. Oh. So it was. Uh, so no te puso atención and you didn't atención, have money. Me puso atención. And I think she did it more. We went out. She did it more like to, to get, get him guy. jealous. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay. they were, they were broken up. Mm. And then I said, you know, the, the, you I know, don't play that game. Yeah. And you don't have interest in this. Yeah. So I kept on going. Because so you started talking to La Suegra. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, I thought that she was, you know, she was, you know, for an older woman. I thought she was, you know, she was hot, whatever. I was mm-hmm. young. The cougar, and I the would cougar. just talk to her. No, my. <laughs> and my intentions weren't like to hook up with her or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I just, you know, it was, in other words, she was nice to look at. 
Oh. You know? And to okay. have a conversation with, okay. and you know, while you haven't drink, whatever, that his daughter visited her one time. Mm, tú dijiste, okay, maybe she was with her boyfriend mejor. when I met her. Oh. <laughs> the story is getting really yeah. complex here. Okay. So she was. So she comes in with the boyfriend. With the boyfriend. And you're talking to the mom. Because I found out later that the mom said, you need to come over and meet this guy. He's super nice, whatever, but she didn't like the boyfriend. Ah, and then I met her, and that night, you know, they had live bands mm. there, and I, without the boyfriend knowing, I dedicated a song to her <laughs> and their mantle. What was the song? What was the song? I don't remember. It was unas unas canciones hispanas, you know, like Hispanic songs. <laughs> Una Ricardo Arjona, <laughs> la del taxi. Oh, no, Ricardo Montaner le puso. No, la del taxi. You know how he sings that song? That's like the older woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, was she older than you? The your ex-wife? No, she was about your age three, or two years younger than me. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So the mom tells her to go and told her that you dedicated the song to her. Uh, the day after, she told her, you know, I told her mom I dedicated the song to her, but I told the guy, you know, this lady said he just said like it's dedicated to this, you know, to a very mm -hmm. special lady, whatever. And then her mom told her the next the next day said you remember special that song lady, that guy? It's you. Yeah, that that was uh, whatever. So they, you know, she came. She will come back by herself. Oh, your boyfriend? Point, she will leave my home. So, you know, <laughs> so, so you, you were the side. I, was, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, I, you know, we started to talk, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I told her that I liked her. And then mm -hmm. she goes, oh, but I have a boyfriend. You know, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. I have a boyfriend. Okay, break up with him. <laughs> and that's what she did. And then so you guys get together. Then we get together. Okay. And But uh, she was Christian. And she was, she a, was a Christian. Okay. So but like. She broke up with him because mm -hmm. actually mom didn't like didn't like him. She was having problems with him. And then, you know, I, I come around. I was a nice guy. She was, you know, so she broke up with him before we became, you know, uh, official, official. You know, it was uh, we, we're, we were just talking. She broke up with him and we kept on talking for okay. a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. she didn't jump into the relationship. I was just a motivation to leave the other guy. Okay. You're so just that push. Yeah, that push. You need it. Um, she just changed toys. Yeah. 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 So. After that, she told me, oh, I'm a Christian, you know, this and that. I want you to go to, ch I want you to come to church with me. And I said, no, 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 I don't know. And <laughs> then I, I will go, I went twice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why would I come to church? First and foremost, I'm, I'm not a church person. Mm -hmm. I believe in God. I believe there's a God. I believe in God. I've always believed in God. Um, but I don't need to go to church to say, you know, there's a God. That mm -hmm. was my excuse all mm -hmm. the time. I didn't know what I know now about relationship right, with God. Right. I didn't have God in my life. So uh, what what kind of church was it? It was a uh, Brazilian. So it was imagine I don't go to church and you're gonna bring me to a place that they only speak Portuguese. Oh okay. okay. So I'm like so you know it was kind of my way out. Okay. And then she she would want to be with me on Sunday, so she stopped going to church. She started oh. you know drifting mm -hmm. out whatever mm -hmm. you know and uh, yeah. So it's funny because you know years later let's go a little bit let's get ahead. She sends me a message in, and I think in Instagram or something, or I don't know where it was, Facebook, and mm. she's like, "Oh my God!" So, so I take her out of church, and all of a sudden she sees me on a stage, you know, mm -hmm. you know, at, in city campus with a oh, microphone oh. talking about God and this and that. And she's like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then now she goes to church again. I haven't, I haven't. I don't think I know. I've, I've. I think Arlene. You know, saw a message that came in or something like that through Facebook, you know, of her saying something, you know, mm -hmm. her mom, I think one time or something like that. But I don't I haven't kept up with her, mm -hmm. you know, 
And um, but I think she started going back to church and she's been going to church and she was in a re- other relationship and mm-hmm. she had a baby and everything. So, oh, OK. Yeah. Okay. So then you meet Arlene. So we're back with Arlene. Mm-hmm. We're back at El Versailles. Yeah. Versailles. She's got to close Versailles and I went to close Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> well, so wait, but do you but exchange wait. numbers? Yes. Yes, we did. We did because, you know, uh, the next day, I think, no, I think Monday. Yeah, I she, her. from the story I heard, she will uh, clarify later. But yeah, I texted her Monday and we went out to. Because she says that she was upset you didn't call her because she said that you were supposed to call her the next day and you didn't. Oh, I don't remember. That's the story she yeah. told me. I didn't know that was a, ru- a, a, a book of rules when you supposed That's to call. That's what she said her to me. Her expectation was that you were going to call her the next day. Well, yeah. <laughs> she was upset. How, uh, the next day, so this we will go Friday night, Saturday morning. We will no, we will go out Saturday night, and then the next day was Sunday. But at that time, I will get out from space at ten in the morning. So I don't, re- I don't think I could go. <laughs> it was Sunday. I was sleeping the whole day for to go to the next day of work, and the next day I went to work. I um I remember I had Tuesday off or something like that. Mm. And I told her, let's go, let's go have dinner. She didn't want to. So you call her on Monday to Monday. go out Tuesday. Let's go, you know, like you want to hang out, you want to go to dinner. So that's what she tells me about the kids. That, you know, okay, hold on. Our eat. sources are reporting. She says you had Monday off. <laughs> no, Tuesday, because I, I call her on Monday. She says no. no <laughs> our no sources <laughs> are saying no. Oye, este como Laura. If we had, if we had like the video... <laughs> they would see how like we're, we're getting messages <laughs> no, correcting this is, the this story. This is like what is that guy's name? Marty. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Oh Columbus! <laughs> oh the regatta that you were supposed to go to the regatta or you went to the regatta. Mm, I don't know. Wait, wait, wait! Hold on, oh, we're good. Yeah, it's wow. We were supposed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, <laughs> our sources are saying. Oh, that you were supposed to see each other at the regatta. I'm and assuming you never on a called. Sunday. You never called, and you had Mondays off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay, so tell your story. Tell your side. Of this the is story. your side. This is your moment to yes. clarify. Let's so clarify the story. We left She's Sunday morning. Notes. <laughs> we went. We went out. I didn't go to the regatta. You I didn't wait. You didn't go to Versailles with her. No. Okay. No, because she w- he wanted to go to a club when the fun when he found out that it was Versailles food. Was, yeah, like, he's no. like, no, you get on mar. <laughs> I'm out. So <coughs> we were in space until like ten o'clock in the morning, mm. and then and you missed the regatta. Yeah, missed the regatta. I think some of the guys went to the regatta, but they were in something heavy. You know, where she's confirming yes that they went to the regatta. Yeah. Okay, hold on. We our sources are <laughs> coming in here. <laughs> wow. He says, so he called later that week to go out. Yeah. Be we wa- what? Because he said he couldn't make it to the regatta because he went clubbing and couldn't get off. <laughs> okay, so she's validating your story. Yeah. You okay, got out okay. of space that time. I didn't go to the regatta. I went straight to bed and, you know, the next day, on Monday, I called her and I think she her, she didn't want to go out mm-hmm. and because, you know, the kids, you know, she When had the did kids. she tell you about the kids? I think she told me the club. She told me that she had kids. Mm-hmm. And then that day I called her. I said, remember, I have kids. I don't go out during the week, blah, blah, blah. And then her friend pushed her. Go, go, go with him. Don't, 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 you know, do this. No, I got to do my hair, you know. So, oh, no, she wanted to do her hair. And he goes, no, if he likes me, he likes me curly hair. I remember all the story that, mm-hmm. you know. And then I ended up going to pick her up that day mm-hmm. uh, to go to the L house. We went to the L house because she wanted to do something close to her house because mm-hmm. of the kids. Mm-hmm. 
And and how old is Philly and, and Lauren at this point? Wow. They were they were little. I think Phil was still m- in middle school. Okay. So yeah. middle school, elementary. Elementary, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we go to the L house. I, you know, take her home, drop her off. And then, you know, that's it. After that, you know, it was here, you know, little days here and there. Here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they didn't want the kids to know about, she didn't want the kids to know about me. So okay. You know, and to, you know, she knew the whatever. Serious? Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, the kids were So were you kind of serious? Like from the get-go or it was just kind of like, oh, this. No, no, it was. It was. I think uh, I have dated bef- prior to her. I had, you know, I had gone out on a couple of dates and stuff like that. And, you know, and what caught my attention is that there was something different. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, there was uh, maturity. There was no drama, which mm-hmm. I came from in my previous marriage and all the other girls that have, you know. It was okay, hold on. Ooh, I'm getting reporting. <laughs> it says that you were over. Over, <laughs> over heels. What? He was <laughs> head over heels. That yeah. means you were head over heels for, for her. Yeah, uh-huh, okay. I was. You know, I um, I went in there. So it was. It was love different. First sight. It was. No, it was just. It, it was very different. Okay. It was very different. And then, I think at one point, you know, of us dating, mm-hmm. I went to her office, and I think leaving her office, I think we we had a conversation, and we said, look, you know. I think we, we kind of, uh, uh, I said, I think, and it, it lasted a date. I said, you know, I don't think this is going to work out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You ended it. We talked about it. Not, okay. not, it wasn't breaking up. It was kind of like, you know, kind of like, I forgot what it was, but, you know, it, it lasted one day. And then I called her and said, no, no, you know what? I'm willing to give it an opportunity or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to pursue it, you know, mm-hmm. and then we kept on going. Okay. Um. So, so I wa- uh, you meet around October, right? Mm-hmm. So... When do you have that conversation? I don't recall, but it was it was early. It was early. Okay. Yeah, it was early. It wasn't the you know, I kind of didn't didn't know if I wanted to you know have a, um, I wanted to, but I didn't know if I wanted to pursue the the serious relationship with her. Mm-hmm. But then it only took you know like a day for me to realize you know I miss her too much. This okay. is, this has to be real, you know. Okay. And then I I went back and I said okay. okay. During this time, do you have um? A relationship with the kids, or no, is it just you and her? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't recall exactly when we started. Like you know, I know that we we the kids came into the picture a little bit after, as a friend. As I was her friend. Okay. Know? Okay. So we will go to restaurants, but you weren't we will a sit friend down separately. Huh? Okay. Okay. Like she for the kids was a friend, kids. but not yeah. correct. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we'll. I'll sit down on one side. She'll sit down on the other one, so that way the kids wouldn't you know suspect anything. Okay. You know, and um, yeah, that's how it started. So were you like from the get go, like with the kids, like, OK, she has kids. It's not a big deal to me. Yeah, it didn't face me. OK. Yeah, it didn't face me. Although, you know, Lauren was very <laughs> she was a very complicated person, mm-hmm. you know, she was apprehensive. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. No, she was very uh, she was tough. She was a tough cookie and she always gave me a hard time, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, I didn't take long for her to show affection and stuff like that mm-hmm. in her own way. Okay. Philly has always been very affectionate. Okay. And me and Phil have had a, you know, like an easier relationship. Mm-hmm. Lauren has been very, she always guards herself a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, deep inside, after a couple of, you know, months, deep inside, I could see that she cared for me and mm-hmm. she liked to have me around and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So then 
when does the conversation about God come in play? Like, how do you, how does that transition happen for you? Mm. Um, I think it happened because of Arlene. Okay. She got invited by a friend that heard a message from mm. Calvary. Mm. Say, man, you need to come and see this pastor. You know, he's great. He's young. You know, he has a different way of saying uh, doing things. So Arlene went a mm. couple of times. And, and you she, guys are together? Yes. Okay, okay. So she went a couple of times before I went. And mm. she kept on telling me, no, you need to come with me. And I said, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. And she would go. And it got to the point, I guess, it, I, heard, I guess she heard a message or something that convicted her. Mm. And convicted her about what? About us living together. Okay, okay so during this time, you were already living in together. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Um, so I have a conver- uh, she has a conversation with me. She has a conviction. She's like, no, we can't keep doing this. You need to come to church, blah, blah, blah. So I started going to church. And then, you know, I heard a pastor, you know, I think the f- it, it was the first time. It was the, maybe the third time. Mm-hmm. Uh, pastors, uh, it, it was a pastor named Scott, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, he did a message, and that's when I accepted Christ. Okay. So the first three times you were just coming because Arlene was kind of, yes. quote, unquote, making you. Okay. Making me exactly. Mm. I mean, it was interesting. I, I I enjoyed the messages, but I wasn't like you know I wasn't paying full attention. Mm-hmm. Um. So the third time I heard the message, you know, and something. Do you remember what the message was about? I don't. You don't. No, I don't. But I remember that you know it impacted me enough for me to because I was very like you know to I make the decision at that time people wouldn't raise their hands for worship. It was almost worshiping sitting down. Oh, okay, so okay. more like Baptist, like. No, it wasn't Baptist. It was just different, you know. Yeah, and the Baptists don't do that. That's yeah. yeah, they're like very kind of staley. So uh, that day, you know, they did the altar call. I mm-hmm. mean, they did the the you know the raising of the hand, whatever. Raised mm-hmm. my hand, and it was the day that actually the message really spoke to me, and mm-hmm. I felt something, and that's when I gave my life. But since I didn't understand a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, I um, kind of kept on living my life the same way. Okay. And then one day, Arlene comes into the house because we need to talk. I'm like okay, so I didn't I didn't I didn't think anything of it because mm-hmm. um, I'm being convicted mm-hmm. and I, you know I because of why because of what I believe in mm-hmm. we cannot we can no longer be intimate mm-hmm. nor live together. Okay. So I'm like what? <laughs> I'm like so. You know you always hear that you know. Um, you're, you 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 can have sex mm-hmm. until you get married, and you need to stay virgin until you get married. Right. Mm-hmm. So my answer to her is, goes, yeah, but yeah, you 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 you're not a virgin anymore. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you said that car is gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you're not a virgin anymore. So what is you know? Why do you have to? You know, that doesn't apply to you. He goes, no, that applies to everybody. You know, yeah. we can't be living together. We're living in sin. We're not yeah. married. Da, da, da. And I say, no, no, but that's only because you know. That's before when you were in a virgin. Now that you, and I'm like, yes. And then I even, I even called it being, you know, I said, you've been a little bit of fanatic, you know, mm-hmm. this is too much, you know, whatever. I didn't understand those things. Right. So we talked about it more, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, then we started looking for apartments so I could move. So I moved. We. So you stop having sex. Yes. And you move out. Yeah. I move okay. out. And for a whole year, mm-hmm. you know, before we got married again, we. Left so was your initial sorry so was your initial thought like okay then i'm gonna marry you then mm-hmm. oh okay well you know was that, that wasn't that wasn't in the plans arlene didn't want to get married didn't want to get married you know but 
when we when we decided to move apart, we thought, okay, we, we either get married or we can't be together anymore because we're not going to live apart the whole time. Yeah. So we, you know, kind of like what we're doing together, we kind of split up, you know, uh, rent, you know, all the stuff now was separate. You know, we mm -hmm. made that sacrifice to mm -hmm. honor God. And then, you know. Yeah, were you, uh, so you tell her that, so you move out. So like, what's your so thought now, process now be between this, um, the distance or, or the no, situation? I, I moved, so I moved right behind Baptist Hospital. Okay. Where she lived, our Baptist Hospital, by, by where we live. Mm. I moved to an apartment right behind it. As a matter of fact, the kids used to stay asleep in my place. Mm. You know, she would, they, they would have sleepovers. They would come, she, they, they would, you know, Arlene would stay at her house and the kids would come and sleep with in, in my apartment. I had an inflatable mattress in the living room and they loved it. And I would yeah. take them to school the next day. So we kept on having the relationship. The kids You're wanted to be with me. together. Yeah. Okay. And you know, uh, it almost felt like split custody, you know, because the kids. <laughs> but it was just for fun. The kids wanted to sleep in my apartment, yeah. You know, and it was fun, you yeah. know. And then we would go. I'll take them to school the next day, and then go to work, whatever. And it was, um, it was just to, you know, to honor God through, you know. Through what was your your thought process of? Okay, I'm I'm accustomed to we are sleeping together. Mm -hmm. We're being intimate. So now it's like that's out of the table. What is your thought process like during that period? At the beginning, I just wanted to respect her. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then I, I started to understand, which was what helped me get through it. But the funny thing is that, you know, maybe like halfway through, she's a realtor. She's starting her real estate thing. And we already had a cruise that we we're going to go for her office where we were going to be in the same cabin and stuff like that. So I did a whole freaking four-day cruise with her in a <laughs> cabin, not being able to do anything <laughs> because... <laughs> so you had blue balls the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Beach balls. <laughs> <laughs> they grew three sizes. Yes. Uh, it, was, it was horrible. It was, uh, it was like, you know, I knew, how we, I knew what hell would look like for somebody that didn't... <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's it. We're getting married tomorrow. <laughs> in fact, let's do it now. <laughs> He's like, let's, is there a priest on the boat? Well, it was a year, and we honored God for a year, a little bit more than a year. And uh, I remember that we went to get married at three days before we actually did our wedding. Mm -hmm. And I told her, okay, we're married now. We could, you know, we're good. <laughs> we said, no, no, no. Into after we do, into after we do the, you know, the, the ceremony. I said, no, no, now, now you're taking it too far. <laughs> we're married in God's eyes. We're good. <laughs> we're legally married. Now it's, no, no, no. So into after the wedding. So you had to wait three additional days. But hold on. So this whole thing is happening. And are you still going to church? Like yeah. now it's kind of sinking in. Yes. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to church. You know, I'm getting involved, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, I always find myself being involved mm -hmm. and doing more and more and more and more. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever yeah. they ask me, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah. You're not yeah. a bench warmer. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. a doer. I did mm -hmm. more and more and more, you know, as to the point that she even said, Hey, you need to start saying no to some things. And I said, why? You know, this is awesome. I love to do this. You know, I yeah, love yeah. to, I love doing things at church. He, he, she said, now you're the fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the point. No, to her, uh, to, to, you know, her friend Claudia told her first, you, you tell him, you're not doing enough. You need to go to church. Mm -hmm. And now that he's involved in church 100% and he's full blown, now you want to take that from him yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, I'm, I'm too, I have two speeds, mm -hmm. too slow or yeah. too fast or you're too much or too little, you know? Mm -hmm. So extremist. I don't have enough. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not in the middle. <laughs> That's how we relate. So you're yeah. like the extremist. 
<laughs> so you know, so I you're in the middle. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 you know, I just, you know, I just love serving at church mm-hmm. and doing things and being part of different things. Okay. Um, um, but yeah. So you get married, you finally get married, mm-hmm. and then you guys go on the honeymoon. Where did you go? Costa Rica. Oh, n- was that her first time going, or you had? No, guys no, she's gone. She has gone. She had gone before. Oh, she had gone yeah. before. Okay, okay. She had gone before, and um, she was. I think she was younger. She had a client over there that that you know, she took her sister or mm-hmm. sisters, mm-hmm. and then you know. They this was prior to you. Yeah, way, way, way prior. Oh, okay. okay. I thought she had gone with you. No, in the year. no, no, okay. no. So this is her first time going with you. With me, with yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. And, and uh, I went to Costa Rica for the first time since I left. Oh. Oh. Like, okay, I, okay. I okay, also yeah. lost. I also lost contact with my mom. You know, after I got divorced, mm-hmm. uh, I lost my phone, and that's where all my numbers were. And you know, I you know actually got another. So I lost my phone mm-hmm. and I changed my number because I didn't want my ex-wife to have my number. Mm-hmm. Why? Because was it a bad divorce? It was at, towards the end. It was a little Bitter? toxic. Okay, okay, okay. Because of her jealousy and stuff like that. Oh, okay, per- okay, okay. My personal training was pretty much what uh, spiked up the the, oh, the fact that okay. yeah. Okay. So, um, you yeah. lost touch. You went back I to Costa Rica. I went back to Costa Rica, and that's when I reconnected with my mom. Mm. Um, so we were there. F- you know, and we were on a honeymoon on the coast, and then we went to to the city, to the mountains, mm-hmm. closer to the city, and uh, that's when I reconnected with my mom. I actually went to Costa Rica, and I rented a car. Mm-hmm. You know, I never drove in Costa Rica. I was fourteen when I left. Yeah. You know, and I came back at thirty, twenty-nine. I mean, um, no, I was uh, twenty-nine when I met Arlene. We got married in two thousand and nine. So you're like thirty, thirty-one. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we go and I rent a car, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm driving Costa Rica. You like know. if he's driven it. Like I've never left. Is it is. the same? Is it the you same? Because Nicaragua is crazy. It's mostly, no, yes, crazy. You get muscle memory. They like beep to make no, a No, there's like 3,000. just cut you off. It's like uh, three cars and 5,000 motorcycles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And cut you off. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, it's it's kind of like being in China, one of those places mm-hmm. that, you know. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's beeping then everywhere. Then the beep, 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 beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, like so, someone's changing lanes. <laughs> yeah, so I went over there and I drove. I've always been a good driver. Mm-hmm. My, my, you know, I've, I've yeah, I mean, you're a truck driver, so. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we went to Costa Rica and we drove everywhere. And then I wanted, we wanted to find my mom. So, you know, Marlene goes, no, we need to find her. We're going to find her, you know, so I went. Not to the last place I was in Costa Rica, but actually to the first place, almost to the first place that I went to Costa Rica. So I was really young, mm-hmm. and I and I was able to find the house uh, of my godparents. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you went by memory. Yeah, by he didn't oh, have wow. any. Okay, and okay. I found it. You know, I just had to ask where's Barri Luján, which is the, mm-hmm. the 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 place that I grew up in, and I found it. Mm. You know, and that's how I reconnected with my mom and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the little barrios don't change much. Yeah, but your mom stayed in the same house and everything. No, my mom was actually. It's a funny story. Not not that funny, but it was pretty funny because I when I get to my godparents, my godparents' house, mm-hmm. I went over there because I knew. I have memory on it, and I said maybe she has my mom's phone number. Okay. That's the reason why I found that house, and she did. And when she called my mom, I see I haven't heard from my mom in years. Oh, wow. it's not months. This is years. Yeah. Because uh, after I got divorced, I pretty much went rogue. You went rogue. Rogue. Yeah. And then I, you know, pretty much when 
uh, it was party party all the time, mm -hmm. and you know, so I called her. Well, she calls her. He goes, Ines, you know who's here? You're gonna, you know, you're not gonna believe who's here right now in front of my door. And my mom's like, so she goes, your son is here, so she's going nuts, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I call her mommy, whatever, you know, this and that. And she's talking to Arlene too. She talks to meets Arlene through the phone. And the funny thing is, like, you know, we want to go see you, but we're, I'm like, I'm, I'm in Dominical, you know, in the coast, mm. you know. And you were just at the coast. I was in Dominic. I was I was five minutes away from Dominical, where she was at. Oh, wow. wow. That's, That's crazy. She went to where it was. And Costa Rica is a long coast. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. you have the south coast of no, Nicaragua. Mean, even in Nicaragua, going anywhere, it feels like three years. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. hours away. Oh, God. So yeah. she was actually five minutes. That We were in, uh, she was in Dominical, and we were in the town over, which is five minutes in the same road. So oh, we, had wow. just, we had just come, we, we had just, finished coming from that area mm. the same place that she was in oh. as a matter of fact we stopped in dominical to to get to know that little town yeah it's a surf town oh okay um and then we came to the city <gasps> that's crazy and then you know the, the next day we were leaving so oh. you know i wasn't able to see her but you at least but then got the number but we came yeah we got the number and then we came back uh, we actually came back in august it was that's the first crazy. time i was back to and we would we, we went with lauren We, we actually went to drop off Philip in college for the first time. Mm. And from, from dropping him off at, in Arkansas, mm -hmm. we took a flight to, from Arkansas to Dallas and from Dallas to Costa Rica with Lauren. And we sta we st I think we stayed there for six days uh -huh. and five nights. And then we went, you know, everywhere with them. Oh, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. So then you come back. And it's one of those airport, especially Cuban, <laughs> even though she lives in Costa Rica and she's Costa Rican already. It's one of those Cuban uh, <laughs> meet up in the airport where she goes, people go crazy and yeah, the hugging yeah, yeah. and the screaming. Yeah. That was, Aww. yeah. I'm, I, that's, out of all things that I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, please, I hope my mom no sea un ridículo in the, in the airport. As that's soon the first thing she did. Yeah, that's it show. That's it show. Oh, my God. Like, nuts. And yeah. how you Me? love attention. Oh. No, yeah, and you know how I love attention. So I'm like <laughs> looking down to the floor and I'm like, oh, You're like, oh, please. This was a mistake. <laughs> We should have met in the house. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going back to the plane. I could have just driven there. <laughs> yeah. So you come back, mm -hmm. and then Arlene gets the the diagnosis that mm -hmm. she has cancer. Mm -hmm. So how do you process through that? Because um, you guys had just literally gotten married. Yes, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't react back bad mm -hmm. about it. Right. I don't think it was... Um, When we went to the doctor and they told her and all the stuff, I was fine. You know, um, I was more scared for the way she would react. And mm -hmm. I think when I saw that she reacted the way she did, mm -hmm. which she was. She didn't understand why, but she did at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I saw that she was, she, had, she was, you know, strong, mm -hmm. which made me feel okay. I don't, I don't, you know, I think, you know, if she's strong, if she, and she's going through it, you know, I'm going to be okay. You know, I, I don't, know. I don't have to freak out about it and stuff like that. And, you know, and it was, it was a, I, I think it was a difficult time for her because I think uh, she was thinking, you know, it happens in a lot of marriages because I talked to some, some of the doctors and, you know, even somebody that used to go, his name is, uh, Mo, uh, his name was Mo. He used to go to the church. Motito. No. <laughs> This guy's name is Mauricio, uh -huh. and they used to call him Mo. He was a, a, a um, developer, mm -hmm. and he even told me that, you know, he he said, 
you know, I admire your, you know, the way you're doing things because I know a lot of people that have gone through the same and their marriages are, they're yeah. done. Mm -hmm. Like the husband that said, they don't see the wife anymore, this and that. But that's yeah. my case. I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't see what a lot of people, I guess, see, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't see that, you know, and when I saw that she was strong, I'm like, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be easy for me. It's going to oh, be yeah. hard for her. Right. So why am I going to be complaining when she's the one going through it, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, but because yeah. I've seen cases where it's there's a diagnosis or something and um, it's a cop out like, OK, this is my my escape route yeah, and, and they out. take it. Mm -hmm. But from everything that we hear or, you know, kind of like what we've seen, mm -hmm. you've stuck through. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like, w how did you come to that? Like thought process of I'm sticking it through. And you didn't take the easy way out. I don't, I don't, there's no really, there's, there's not a real way to say it, but to, it, it wasn't a problem for me. It wasn't. Like your immediate thought was like, oh, it was, okay, should not okay, it's, stay. It, to me, it was almost like, you know, we go to the doctor and they say, hey, you have a real bad, re you have a real bad cold. You know, it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to. It wasn't going to change. It, it wasn't going to bother me. It didn't change anything. Even though, you know, as, as women, women, you know, I know that insecurity starts to creep mm -hmm. up. Right. Her body they, changed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they become insecure. And, and I know it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the first thing that happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they start becoming insecure, you know, and, you know, and, that, and that's, you know, it's harder. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. for me, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a problem. It, it's, it's I, it was there's no thought process there was no me sitting down what okay. am i gonna do now I, I i went on with life okay. you know it wasn't there wasn't it was, there was no change in my in, so in the your way thought process was like oh we're gonna get through this yeah it was uh you know that's crazy that's i was more awesome. afraid that she was gonna you know be uh, a depressed person okay because that happens a lot oh you know? okay okay that she's gonna become depressed because but because of her faith you know she was able to take it from Um, why me to why not me kind of kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I don't know if I recall this, but I think uh, she she said it a couple of times. And I think one of the doctors says, you know, I think it, it was a doctor. Somebody said, why not? Why does it have to be somebody else? You know, just because you're a good person. And it's true. Just because you're a good person doesn't mean that you should you don't deserve it. You know. Okay. Okay. So it if it doesn't happen to you, it's going to happen to somebody else. Mm -hmm. You wish that on somebody, you know. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh, let's see. What other questions do I have? So, I have I have lots of questions. Oh, okay, go. Um, you guys go through that stage, and what is your involvement in church during that stage or after? I think that during that stage, I was I was I, I was always heavily involved in church, and I think that's you know God works that way i think because we were very involved in church it kept us you know centered, centered? with mm -hmm. you know with hope and you know uh you know knowing that everything's going to be okay and having that peace mm -hmm. that only a relationship with god could give you right? right yeah that's what a lot of people don't understand right you know that you know through the storms and i think you know we just went through acts you know mm -hmm. and talks about the storms you know i think god gives you that center of the storm where it's mm -hmm. peaceful because you have the relationship with god You know, I think that's what kept us, you know, centered our involvement, being so involved at church and having so many people around us that mm -hmm. helped us through that. Yeah. Um, and I think that because of that, you know, Arlene has been able also to do the same. Yeah. 
you know, the same thing that people did for us now, we're, we're she, especially her, is doing for other people, you mm-hmm, know, people that mm-hmm. have gone through cancer and stuff like that. Um, but I think, you know, that I was very involved with everything. My main ministry was um, media. I was with okay. Rudy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, media, I think, was over 200. I want to say, you know, I, I don't want to be, ex- I don't want to exaggerate, but I want to say that, is either that people used to like the media parties when we used to do potlucks. Yes, I heard. <laughs> or yes. we had 200 people in media. I've yeah. heard of those media potlucks, and I'm like, yeah. They where, were where amazing. Ours? So, so <laughs> that, you know, that, 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 that really <laughs> was awesome. It was, like, it was great. And mm-hmm. then I remember uh, Nando, one of the, uh, who used to be a the city campus city pastor, campus pastor mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, which at that time was downtown Calvary. Mm-hmm. You know, when they started that, you know, he started to pull me, and I started, we started doing connect groups before we opened the doors of Calvary downtown mm-hmm. to build the campus. And I think that was that kicked off after the one conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one this conference. one conference. Yeah, and it was only one. Yes. No, I know. I, yes. Everybody has gone to that one yeah. conference. Yes. That one conference. Or encounter. Everybody. It was great. Everybody got so one conference. That's After why it only that happened point, once. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> After that point, I took I took um, I took on on building downtown Calvary, mm-hmm. and that's when I really took a step forward. Okay. Because I felt that you know now I have to be uh, I have to be from availability of being a servant and serving and serving mm-hmm. and serving to becoming a leader in mm-hmm. the church yeah. and mm-hmm. knowing how to manage people that are volunteering at church, knowing how to treat people, knowing how to you know. And I meanwhile, you have a full-time job as well. Meanwhile, yeah, right. have a full-time job. Full-time and job, and he's a husband and a father. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm going through a storm at my work, at my job. It was, oh, a, you know, yeah, okay. I mean, MacArthur, the reason why I left MacArthur, or I, wa- I'm not, I wasn't in MacArthur at that point anymore or whatever. I mean, I was in MacArthur at that point when we were doing Calvary Downtown. Mm-hmm. And, again, I was working 12 hours almost every day. Because you know we were mm-hmm. going to a construction of a cooler and this and that, so there was a lot of ba- you know a lot of stuff that was going on in MacArthur at the point, and I was actually serving in Calvary downtown when we actually opened the doors mm-hmm. from almost 12 midday to almost 12 night, and then okay. go to work the next day at six seven in the morning. I used to work around here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. That's crazy. Um, but there was a peace through all of that because yeah. I was so excited about serving at church and yeah. doing. So Nando brought me, and we started building and this and that. And all of a sudden, I think Luis Collazo, you know, Hera was there also at that mm-hmm. point helping uh, Nando. Hera was supposed to be uh, Campus One or something like that, he used mm-hmm. to call it. And I was supposed to be Hospitality One, which is pretty much all the logistics, you know, okay. of the church mm-hmm. and anything that has to do with setting up and breaking down and, and building teams and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in charge of all the teams at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, then Collazo goes, it, you know, I wasn't in charge of the teams at that point. We had done the first, it was like a pop-up at mm-hmm. Grand Central, the club. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And me, Hera, and Nando were the ones that, the, the primary per- people doing all the logistics. Mm-hmm. logistics and, I'm, and that day, I'm the one moving people around, this and that. And then Hera's looking for a hospitality one because at that point, it was only Hera and Nando. Mm-hmm. And then Collazo goes, that's your hospitality one, yeah. you know? And then, you know, Hey, that was the one that told me, hey, whatever. He came to talk to me. And then, you know, uh, uh, Nando had already told me about it, you know, but I wanted to tell Hera, you know, I said, okay, cool. But I want to tell Hera, hey, Nando already gave me the, you know, told me that I was going to be this, but I didn't want to, you know, I didn't know yeah, if yeah. it was, you know, whatever. They communicated, yeah. So 
I started to do Calvary downtown mm-hmm. and got heavily involved in that. And then, you know, then after that, I went back to Kendall. Okay. <clears throat> Coyazo needed me back from Kendall, so I went mm-hmm. back to Kendall, you know, as a hospitality one. Yeah. Because there was uh, certain things that were happening at that moment in Kendall that needed a little bit more attention. So mm-hmm. I went back over there. And then after a little while, you know, uh, I think Nando called JP and told him, bro, I need Jersey back over here. Mm-hmm. So that's when we were doing the transition to the press beat. Mm-hmm. So I went back to the press beat. No, actually, we were already in Grand... And I, I missed... I will go to Sundays. Every Sunday, I will go to the press beat. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's Kevin started serving there mm-hmm. with Sonia, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's where they met. But then they moved to Wynwood, mm-hmm. to the live box, and that's mm-hmm. when Nando said, I need Jersey back in, in City Campus. In okay. Calvary, we used to call that... You know, still Calvary. Downtown. W- no, we and changed no. it from Calvary Wynwood. downtown to Calvary. Calvary Wynwood. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. Calvary Wynwood because yeah. that's when I went. Yeah. yeah. So then I went over there. And then after a while, you know, Nando decided to take a step back. Then they brought uh, Deuce as the campus pastor. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Deuce too decided to also take a step back. And then, you know, that's when I was asked, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What was when they say, hey, Jers, we want you to be campus pastor? What was, what did you, did you jump at it? Were you excited? Like, what was your, you're going through that process? Um, so I was already, there was a little bit of, um, between Nando and the transition of Deuce and me being a campus pastor, there was a lot of miscommunication. There was a lot of things were, you know, weren't, there was a, there was no motivation mm-hmm. in that part. And of we're leadership. also going through a big transition. Correct. Yes. So now, uh, so Deuce didn't take over the position. You know, Deuce was a creative mind. Yeah. Deuce wasn't interested in that. You know, yeah. so there was a lot of drop off. So I, I took the lead. Mm-hmm. I wasn't called campus pastor. I was a, a service pastor. Yeah. You know, and I think Justin was there. Yes. And Mike Rivera was there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I went in with Nando. And I kind of took over the leadership position as far as not telling, you know, people to do, but putting some processes mm-hmm. in place because that's what Nando brought me back for. And we started doing certain things in the campus. And then when I was approached by Alex, uh, where Alex, you know, and Alex JP and Coyazo, you know, we sat down and they told me about it. You know, it was something I was already doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, something that I was already doing. I took responsibility for a lot of things that happened in the thing. And all the communication was going through me. Right. Um, then, you know, that's when I said, you know, I, you know, I got you know, I, I got to think about it. You know, uh, I, I wasn't. It was surreal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, you know, and was and that something that you had thought about? I mean, like, no. we don't change chase position, but no. I'm saying like never. No, never. I never thought about. Becoming, as a matter of fact, Deuce to- told me a lot of times, and I told Deuce, and I said, uh, you know, uh, I first and foremost, you know, you're the campus pastor, you know, and mm-hmm. you're doing a, you know, you're 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 doing the job now. So mm-hmm. no, no, but I, you know, he told me a couple of times, he, I, you know, you need to take over. You 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 love this campus, you love the people in it. You you have an interest, you know. This is not my forte, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna talk mm-hmm. to them, and I, I said, no, man, don't do that, you know, because at the end of the day, I was gonna do whatever, you know. Yeah, you're so gonna that's honor what who's there. They're required. And JP yeah. told me, Pastor, you're already doing the position. Mm-hmm. The only thing is that now you're gonna be known. You're gonna be the face of the campus, yeah. as the campus pastor. Mm-hmm. And you know, at that point, I didn't know because I was in a transition of my life where I was changing jobs. So I didn't know what my new job in writer was gonna require. Okay. And then after a while, I said, 
I have flexibility. Mm-hmm. And then as a campus pastor, now you have more responsibilities. Yeah. Now you got to be in meetings. <laughs> now you have to make, you know, even though I was already doing meetings as a, as somebody that was transi- in, the, in, in the middle transition of the mm-hmm. transition between, mm-hmm. you know, the two campus pastors, you know, I still, once you get that, that title, yeah. now you have a sense, yeah. especially me, I'm, you know, yeah, an you're extremist. extremist yeah. So once you give me a responsibility, now I'm going to be, you know, I, I'm going to focus so much on it that, you know, certain things might fall apart, you know, which, which started ha- towards the end. Right. Started happening, which is, you know, the time, you know, the marriage and stuff right, like that. Right, 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 Full-time job, full-time ministry is, you know, you're having an 80-hour-a-week job or yeah. more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're working two jobs, two full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, because not only Sundays. It's right. Yeah, during it's the throughout week the meetings, week. Is, mm-hmm. uh, is the outreaches, is the, you know, um, parties yeah. with the team, you know, yeah. investing on the team members. Uh, cons- uh, you know, you, you, you sit down with your team members when they're going through something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, counselor, it's pastor, there's a lot, logistical you know, person. It's, 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 it's not so much about the, the work. It's more about the spiritual part. Yeah. yeah. more about, you know, making sure people are healthy. Because mm-hmm. what you want to do is you want to make sure that everyone in the campus is healthy before anything else, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I'm going to tell you this, and I don't know if I've said this, but I admire the fact that you always made room for people. Yeah. You mm-hmm. always made space for people and you always made people feel special and loved. Yeah. I'm speaking from personal experience. I'm breaking down right now. <laughs> <laughs> when he came um, to hug you and you were awkward. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I had put up walls yeah. that I wasn't letting anybody in. Mm-hmm. And Juris just came and out of nowhere, he started hugging me. I was like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> First of all, I didn't know you. And I was just starting to be on team Mm. and you came with your hug and you would hug me and Mm. i know that my facial expression speaks a lot yeah and i would always make a face and he kept on and he kept on he kept on and chipping at the wall (laughs) you know he he totally crumbled the wall yeah and i was like where does your love for people come for because you have a love for people that i haven't seen yeah have it's you not, always sorry? Yeah. Have you always been fatherly? I have. No. I think I have because ever since you know, like I said, you know, with my brothers, mm-hmm. we grew up, and my mom was at work. I would be the one that would cook. Even you know, we'll come home. Even something as simple as you know, they didn't know what to eat. I would you know put together mm-hmm. whatever you know. Mm-hmm. Even like I do now uh, at the house, Arlene doesn't <laughs> no, know what to eat. There's nothing in the fridge. You're <laughs> such a father. Yeah. And I'm like, how do we duplicate that? <laughs> yeah. It's a call. You don't. It's, it's I mean, it's duplicatable, but not with the same grace. I think when you see people succeed and when you see people happy and when you see people that are going through something or when you see people do better, mm-hmm. you know, because there was, you know, if, if you guys know, Calvary's Winwood mm-hmm. was full of characters. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, look. I the, mean, the I was one of them. Perfect. Perfect example. <laughs> yeah. Will. Will. Will wouldn't talk to the, anybody. Mm-hmm. Will was a wall and he was with his eyes closed. He would be watching service and he would be like, if I don't look at anybody, nobody's going to notice I'm here kind of deal. Yeah. And I stopped him one day and I started talking to him and, you know, and I said, hey, you know, we just met mm-hmm. and I knew there was something I had to do about, you know, Will because he was a loner and this and that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, he just, hey, you're going to serve in security team because, yeah. I, you know, I, that's another thing. I, 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 
always wanted to see people involved. Yeah. yeah. And I always wanted to do things where everybody was together and I didn't like to see pockets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you notice one thing about me, I said, I said, hey man, what are you, why don't you guys, you know, hang out, you know, hey, let's hang out together. And I always like to do things together yeah. and I didn't want clicks or cults or anything like yeah. that. Anything yeah. separate. I wanted mm -hmm. everybody in the campus to know each other, you know, it, although it was hard because mm -hmm. there were some people that were loners and they didn't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. I always wanted to make sure everybody was accounted for and that everybody mm -hmm. felt the same way, that nobody yeah. felt left out. Yeah. So I came in and I literally just wanted to come in and out. <laughs> that was my plan. My yeah. plan was I'm coming in and out. I'm sitting in the back. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I'm just coming to hear Not the word. Successful at that plan. No, no, no. Obviously, jurors <laughs> <laughs> happen. Failed. That plan failed. And and it's um, like I am a, a witness of mm -hmm. you grab people. Yeah. And you literally is like, what are you doing? Hi, how are you? Bloop. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I yeah. like to do that. And 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 again, and that was I wanted the culture of the whole entire campus to be like that. I yeah. push people. Yeah. To do the same thing, not you know, so it come out fake like the dead. Remember when we did when we did the outreach, and I told you, you know, you didn't want to go and bother people in the table to put the flyer on the table, inviting them to Easter. Oh my God! And I sent you. I said, no, no, I don't talk to people at church. I said, yes, you could go talk to those people. They're having no. dinner. Just interrupt them for one minute. Say, hey, listen, I just want to invite you. What did you so do? So I went ahead and I did it, but I was like having a fit inside. <laughs> like I was like. What do you mean I'm going to go talk to people? <laughs> My idea was we were doing pamphlets and I was like, okay, I'll just put them in the car. That's perfectly fine. I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't have to do anything. And you got on my team. <laughs> and the, he put me, I don't know how you put me on your team. And he's like, there's a table over there. Go. And I was like, Why, what? <laughs> One, they're eating. How am I going to get close to them and interrupt their dinner with their paying for to go give them a pamphlet to go to church? And, like, you totally got me out of my comfort zone, and you went in, and you had it, and I did it. I was freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. What did I tell you when you came back? I don't remember. I said, I can't believe you did that. I wouldn't have done it myself. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> she freaked out. She's like, oh, my God. I said, Wait, I was just so, kidding. Hold on. Because so, so Mercy comes in when we were at the city. We were at the light box. Yeah. And then you guys were at the light I remember, box. I remember you mentioning to me. That she, oh, you, you're like, oh, I'm going to tell Mercy to work out with Arlene. And I I'm didn't like, even oh, know he okay. knew. I, I mean, I didn't know. I had never, I mean, I obviously I had seen you and talked to her, but I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And that was, I mean, because typically it was just me mm -hmm. and you two. <laughs> I was like the third wheel behind. Yeah. No, I just, <laughs> I, again, and, and, and I didn't want to do that on my own. And my mission was to kind of replicate that, kind of make everybody understand that, you know, if we're here for people, we need to get, we need to break out of our comfort zone. We need yeah. to make sure that, you know, we are talking to people. You know, I don't care if I don't make sense. I don't care if, you know, I, you know, I just, I just go for it, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I, that's what I wanted because there was a lot of people that were very, you know, shy about talking to people and stuff yeah. like that. You know, yeah. and 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 I, and I use I use uh, people to get into, you know, to get out of the comfort zone, and I do it in the reverse, and I did that with Taryn. Mm -hmm. You know, Taryn was a social butterfly. She was always jumping up what? front. She was. Am I not anymore? She was <laughs> like, no, no. But this is the reason why I'm saying is because. When I decided to put you to lead media, mm -hmm. you said, what do you mean? 
everybody was looking at me crazy. Man, how can you put somebody that's so energetic up front to do this? And I said, because I think she has what it, what we take, mm-hmm. what we need to build that team. Yeah. You know, I think that she's going to be able to lure people in. Even Rudy told me, he goes, but she doesn't know nothing about media. And I said, I didn't know nothing about media when you got me. Yeah, you know, that's true. You, did you know anything about media when you started, Rudy? So he's like, oh, OK, you know, but one thing that I remember is, you know, she's like, you must be crazy. <laughs> me back there. What am I going to do? I said, I just want you to I hate computers. <laughs> I don't know computers. I don't know. <laughs> she this. barely used she's my phone. So, she's so computer illiterate sometimes. Yeah. I know very computer. Illiterate. And then I don't know how striped. I did anything. I think what? Three weeks and you already had like four people and we had one person. Yeah. And then we almost, you know, Rudy was there. One person, that person was Rudy, and she. Yeah. They, then they, they were already telling Rudy that you needed to be in candle, this and that. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, said yeah. we have to take. I put her well, there. Well, no, you tricked me. No. Well, he tricks everybody to do no, anything. No, he tricked me. He told me I, I was just no, no, no. Uh, pause the horse. This is the true story. <laughs> he came. He said, "Oh, listen, I have to talk to you." And I'm like, Schedules. "Oh, okay." He goes, you all, um, look, I need you to be in media, but all the only thing you need to do is say hi to them and just do the schedule for them. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's easy. And then he introduced me to Rudy. Rudy was like, oh, okay, whatever. That's literally what I did. Then I'm like, wait a minute, these people need help. <laughs> I already knew what was what I, uh, this is strategic. Strategic mm-hmm. thinking, and then I and said then we moved to the what we moved to uh, the Mac, and then I put more stuff in. You know? Yeah, like little by little. Oh, by the way, this is all you. What? But the main idea was because I, I knew nothing. that she was going to be able to meet people and plug them in, because some people are technical, some people are you know people that could talk to somebody, and 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 I knew she had what it took to keep people engaged, mm-hmm. to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, you know, we forget that, you know, in ministry, we have to make sure that we are we are doing things a little different, more. Mm-hmm. We're doing things different than what people are used to in the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do people come to church? They come to looking for something different. Yeah. So if we're going to freaking be super stressed out doing ministry, what's the difference? Right. That's good. That's so so what I was looking for is for people to come into our campus and say, there's a difference in the yeah. air there's mm-hmm. a difference here yeah you know because i wanted people to i wanted people to have to <laughs> have an experience yeah to have an experience <laughs> with god through the people in it yeah. yeah you know what i mean i i didn't want you know i didn't want to put somebody up front to host like they host you know uh, in a restaurant or i wanted people to be excited about something mm-hmm. and to make sure people say man what was this person so excited about? And I wanted people to see that you you were happy to be there, not excited or jumping because that's quote unquote, you what's know, the required. culture. Yeah, what's required? You know, I want you to jump because I want people to think that we're happy. No, I wanted you to jump because you were happy, and then people no, will see was. it. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm still am. Exactly. So <laughs> the idea is to get that. Kevin says, I don't know how she takes pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um. One thing that you have, I think, marked people mm-hmm. in a good sense is um, everybody remembers breaking bread. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Everybody remembers, yes, we did the work. We assembled and assembled what needed to be done. Yeah, I mean, But at the end of the day, we would all break bread together. Yeah, mm-hmm. Especially, like, when we moved to the MAC. Like, it oh, was that was very even more. Long days. Like, I was there... M- 
minimum 12 hours yeah from yeah. setup to breakdown yeah i mean community is very important yeah. and for you know and there's we all we are always looking for ways to pay our team members you know with something different you know yeah. keep people motivated you know and i don't see it i don't see it as much as you know let me figure out the way i keep people motivated right. so that way they could keep serving i see it more of how can i serve the people that are in the campus yeah mm-hmm. And how do they? Un- how could I make them? Because that uh, the, the goal is to make you understand not that you're gonna have a good time doing this. I promise you, you're gonna have a good time. It's more about remember what you're doing it and who you're doing it for. Yeah. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. But along the way, we have to always remember that there's a human element to it. Yeah. And when you have people that are stressed out, mm-hmm. and then you know they bring. We want to make sure that while we're doing what we're doing, we're having a good time so that that way, you know, we can forget about our problems, you know, yeah. and we can say, man, you know, I'm excited about being in a church this Sunday. I'm excited about seeing people lift their hands and yeah. accept Jesus into their lives and to know that I'm the one, one of the reasons why they do it, you yeah. know, yeah. because just because you don't preach, mm-hmm. it's just the fact that you put the campus together so somebody could preach is part of the, is yeah. part of it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> what is she saying? She's saying fire, <laughs> fire. <laughs> so just the fact that, you know, it's a, there's a, um, there's a girl that does a, some poetry. I don't think I, th- I shared it with you guys one time at, at city campus. I'm not, I'm not sure if everybody was there, but she talks about a tsunami. Mm. You know, she talks about how, you know, everybody, uh, you know, everybody wants to impact a lot of people, mm. you know, at the same time, because sometimes we feel that, you know, if we could, you know, if we could, you know, if, if, if sometimes we feel that, you know, only the pastor could impact somebody from the right. platform because you're mm-hmm. able to talk to 10, mm-hmm. uh, to 10 or more people. Right? right. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't understand that, you know, every drop is what, is what makes the sea. Yeah. And for it to be a sea, there has to be a lot of drops. Yeah. And for it to be a tsunami, yeah. there has to be a lot of drops. Yeah. So every little drop counts. And there's a story that says that this lady invited somebody, mm-hmm. you know, to their home that was selling vacuum cleaners and preached the word to that person. That one person. Mm-hmm. That person was a gangster before and became a, uh, you know, got out of gangs and became a, a vacuum cleaner salesman. She gave them, she gave uh, she, she did she gave him the gospel in right light, right in the living room mm-hmm. and that guy became one of the most powerful speakers in the world so imagine how many people did that lady reach by reaching that one person right. yeah yeah so, so you don't good. have to be the one reaching the people you just got to reach one person that's going to reach millions yeah that's awesome. so you know mm-hmm. somebody reached out to alex and alex became a pastor and he's reaching out a lot of people so you are part of that you're preaching to thousands of people yeah because yeah. you were you invested in one person yeah you know just like brian houston and all those preachers that are reaching out a lot of somebody had to say something to them yeah so don't ever think that lives. yeah don't ever say to don't ever think that when you say jesus loves you to one person man the impact that has yeah mm-hmm. is great yeah yeah that's, so that's good. awesome yeah i think the biggest takeaway from this would be well i well i'm taking away from it is there's no perfect time to serve no like, never because you've had that's circumstances why I like a maniac yeah like <laughs> you have had cir- circumstances in your life where it's like yeah. anybody else would be like i need to take a break yeah and instead of saying i need to take a break you've been leaning in more yeah mm-hmm. so i was like I'm really blessed to have that example from you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's true. 
no but you know it's at the end of the day you know at the end of the day what made it easier to do it every day is not only to see the fruit mm-hmm. that will come out of from doing something that i love to do yeah but to see the leaders you know the leaders that i had around me and my job was easier because of the people that were yeah. around me Absolutely. you know mm-hmm. we had our differences we had our discussions we had our problems you know this and that <laughs> and that's life but at the, end of the, at the end of the day the reason why my job was easier imagine doing 12 hours almost at church almost every day mm-hmm. and then going to work mm-hmm. during the week yeah. yeah and then having meetings with you know your team members and stuff like that that's that 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 energy and that power is a supernatural thing yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and what keeps you going is knowing that you have people that really have your back yeah, yeah. knowing that you have quality people that love you as much as you mm-hmm. love them yeah mm-hmm. you know because if i i was to i was to love you guys as much as i love you guys but that didn't come back mm-hmm. right kind of discourage you absolutely so you know it's not like i was doing all the work i think that you guys were doing a lot of the work with me as well yeah. because yeah. i yeah. felt the love i felt people loving me as much as i loved them yeah so i think you know it's kind of like that feel that goes back and forth you yeah. know so well i mean a lot of people i mean i don't know that a lot of people don't know that but I always, every time I have a problem, I'm like, I have to call Jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that that's we a given. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I know that I don't have to call Jersey to tell him anything because I'm like, Taryn already said it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's, she's like, you're daddy's girl. <laughs> I'm like, she what is? <laughs> and I'm like, and I go to Raleen. I'm like, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Si, Raleen te jala la oreja. Uh, see, not me. Bueno, <laughs> after, <laughs> after. I think you guys take turns. <laughs> we both wreck my life. Yeah, there's nothing. Li- there's no better policy than than the honesty. Yeah, telling somebody like what like it is. Yeah. So, so what what is your current role at the moment now? At your involvement in at church at the moment. You know, we're just you know, uh, pretty much you know at the church we're we're pastors you know we're just pastoring people and mm-hmm. then you know be, being being available we don't have us for uh for we don't have a role mm-hmm. or a title a title we're just simply pastors which is irrelevant yeah and yeah. at the end of the, and at the end of the day you know that's that's we're not we're not looking for that uh oh give me a responsibility because mm-hmm. i think the main responsibility we have is people yes yeah. you know uh everything else you know i think i've told a couple of people is one of the things that's impacted me the most is a pre uh greg rochelle one of the i think one of the best when it comes to leadership said mm-hmm. that you could paint the walls you could you could you could focus your energy in investing on a building painting the walls beautiful putting a whole bunch of mm-hmm. lights putting an awesome sound system mm-hmm. and you know but in the process if your people that go into the building are not healthy. If you're not investing in people, yes. all you're going to have is an empty building with beautiful lights, beautiful sound system, yeah. beautiful walls. So true. So but true. if you invest in people, they're going to be the ones that are going to paint the walls. They're going to be the ones that are going to put those lights. And maintain it. Exactly. And take care of it. Exactly. Yeah. So for me, is investing in people is my role right now is to know, make sure that, you know, if I know somebody's not healthy, you know, make sure that I have the conversation. If I want to, you know, it's something simple as, you know, looking at someone and I'm going to say names mm-hmm. and saying, you know, I want to help that person get mm-hmm. better, mm-hmm. healthier, you know, yeah. lose weight, do this, do that. It, it, it really wants, it really makes me feel good about helping people in different ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and right now I'm just, you know, um, you know, on Sundays, you know, I do, uh, I, I do this with Mo. We, mm-hmm. we do, we pretty much are 
you know, security and assisting uh, Pastor Alex, mm -hmm. you know, and helping him, you know, whatever he needs, you know, because there's a lot of movement on Sundays and he needs to focus on the message. And, you know, there's also there's a lot of, a lot of logistical things that happen throughout yeah. the day. Yeah. So take a little bit off his shoulders, you know, so that way he focus more on pastoral, you know, or, you know, the message. Yeah. Because that, you know, that's something that Calvary takes very seriously is like the platform is sacred. The platform is something yeah. we take serious because. Absolutely. It, it is where it's a we privilege not a right exactly exactly yeah. so yeah it's good yeah all right <laughs> wow thank you so much for coming thank you for coming and making the the really long drive <laughs> the commute and that no. train the train gets the train's been getting yeah, everybody it's been getting everybody when i saw five engines i said this is going to be a long train <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> No, oh. it was it was it's awesome. It's fun. You know, it's a privilege <laughs> to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my mm. God, you almost broke the record. Wow. I'm like, do you want to? Wait, because I don't remember. I think uh, I think I don't know if she was right on two hours or not two hours and something. I want to give. I don't want to give. I don't want to break the record. I want to give somebody. You know, I want to. I, I like to be always behind. I don't know. Oh. I don't want to be in front. You're almost there, though. Yeah. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so coming. much. Thank you. We love you so much. Love you, girls. Love you and, too. And uh, we will see you next time. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> Bye.